Have we got a packed program today, everyone? Just to whet your appetite, we hear from Matt Cusack and Mark Goldsworthy on not just the midweek matches played, but their thoughts on the South West Peninsula League season ahead. Paul Hurst, manager of the newly formed Truro City Under-18s, is looking forward to Wednesday when they play at home in the FA Youth Cup. We've got more managers on, and of course we have our three regulars, Cam on Truro, John on the East Cornwall Premier, and last but not least, Phil Hiscox from the South West Peninsula. Let's get going! Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. It's the 4th of September 2020, and welcome to another episode of the Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. Welcome, Rappo. How's the week been for you? Yeah, afternoon, Deke's. Well, could you want the truth, mate? It's been pretty rubbish. It's like four, mate. It's been absolutely mental at work, Deke's. I thought, I can't wait to finish on Tuesday and then go and have a game of golf, mate. So, Went and had 18 holes, mate, with Jack, had a buggy, everything, mate. My first proper 18 holes after me bad that, really. And uh, I had a 93, Dave. Couldn't sink a putt. <laughs> Couldn't sink a putt, mate. I was missing three footers, mate, four footers. Nipping out, absolute rubbish, mate. Then I had blood tests, mate. Um, and I had about six of them, so I was like a voodoo doll, Dave, <laughs> with tape all over me arms. And then, and then to top it all off, mate, I went to watch Penryn last night, mate, and they lost 4-1 at home. So, so it's been a pretty rubbish week, mate, if, if I'm honest, mate. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, it can only get better, I suppose. But... Yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, don't worry about it. No, right. no, that's it, mate, that's it. Okay, so... Um, Let's let's get stuck in to the programme today, shall we? Lots to go through. How's the Titbits box looking this week? Yeah, not not bad though. I looked at that pack show you got, mate. You've, you've done well this week, mate. I mean, for interview, so I thought I'd keep it a bit brief, mate. A bit brief. So um, I'm actually turning mate, people away at the moment. Would you believe it? I, I had people said they would honestly, they would come on, and and because it's start of the season, there's so much happening. Um, yeah, you know it's it's it'll be a couple of weeks time perhaps before we hear from those people, but uh, yeah. So you carry on. Excellent, nice of them, mate. Nice. Where were they too when the lockdown was happening? Dave? <laughs> when we was when we was scrabbling around, mate. Scrabbling <laughs> yeah. around, but but uh, no, no. Nice. That's nice to know, mate. Isn't it? Nice to know they want to come on. Mm. But uh, but yeah, it's been a good week, really, mate. I mean, two of our Cornish Cubs were playing their first ever FA Cup ties on Tuesday night, weren't they? And they had contrasting evenings. Firstly, a big congrats to Alston, who travelled to Bath, mate, and came away with a superb 4-1 win at Oddown. A scoreline we both actually predicted that was, thanks, wasn't it? Did you notice? Did, did, is that what I predicted? Oh, I thought I said 3-1. Yeah. Oh, right. No, no, I think you went 4-1, mate, same ah, as me, I think. Right. I noticed oh, that. Bonus. Well 40 done, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 40 points, mate. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it was... I didn't get much else right in my mate, to be honest. But, but, um, but it's commiserations to Milbrook, mate, who, who had a slightly tougher draw, didn't they? But, um, they but should have won. They should have won. I was, I was just going to say that. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I'll put that. They won nil down, weren't they? Lost to a late Bridgewater winner, a game you were at, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, and, well, they did everything apart from put the ball in the back of the net really um, but it's the same old problem unless you can score 
you know. Yeah. What a shame, mate, isn't it? What a shame they could have took a big old uh, scalp there, mate, couldn't they? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I was disappointed with Bridgewater. If if, if that's their normal, if that's their normal lineup, um, I can't really see them doing much in the Western League. But um, first game of the season, away game, long trip. I mean, they only got there. Well, I mean, there were players turning up about an hour before kickoff, sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so yeah, I think they had a bit of a bit of a uh, troublesome trip down in cars or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, the, the Millbrook played well. I think if if Millbrook played like yeah. that in the league, they will do really well this season. Uh, that's good news, mate. Mm. Yeah, I'm lucky to make that. Well done. But uh, and some good news this week, Dave. Um, Troy City legend, mate, and friend of the show, uh, Cody Cook, signed for Weymouth, mate, in the National League. <sighs> um, we've been sort of waiting to hear where Cody's going to go, mate, and we all summer. Yeah. And uh, eventually signed for Weymouth, mate, which is a good move for him, I think, mate. A really good move, ambitious club, two consecutive promotions, mate, and they so. Um, and if, well, four days later, mate, after signing, he got off to the best possible start scoring the only goal on his debut to beat Tottenham away 1-0. So, and obviously Tottenham will always be a name that Chora fans will have fond memories of, mate, isn't it? after yeah. beating them in the FA Vars final on that momentous day at Wembley. So that was good news, mate, um, for Cody. And talking of former Chora City strikers, mate, and legends, really, come to that, though. Um, did, did you see that uh, City FA Vars hero and winner, mate, Andy Watkins, signed for Tiverton yesterday, mate? Yes, I did. Because, funny yeah. enough, I, I asked him last week, actually, if he or who he was signing for. And he said at, yeah. at that time he, he was playing uh, for bit of, uh, for. Tiverton, but um, hadn't made his mind up yet, so um, that was interesting to see yeah. that he has now, yeah. Yeah, so that that means that he'll be making a return to Trujillo Road this season, mate, won't it? Yeah. So, so and he knows where the net is on, on that ground, mate, don't he? So, <laughs> yeah. hope he has a blank return, mate, when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, I think that, uh, and uh, well, lastly, mate, there's some, some more sort of sad news this week, Deeks, on there, following on from the Sad passing of Liscord by new friend Dave Rawlings, mate, last week, Liscord. Um, this week saw the passing of Ross Osborne, mate, club legend and stalwart at St. Merrin, mate, in the Duchy League. So condolences to all of Ross's family and friends. Mate. I think he's been there a lot of years at that club, mate, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's a well-thought-of uh, chat, mate, wasn't he? So, yeah. Yeah. Condolences from us, mate. Yeah. And, um, and and lastly, mate, uh, just to uh, must uh, sort of must watch, mate. This week, all or nothing, mate. The Spurs uh, on Amazon, mate. I suppose uh, being a big Spurs man, yeah, you would have uh, watched that already, mate, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I've, I've watched the first two episodes <laughs> and uh, just starting the third one now. I, I've been noticing a, a few people on Twitter suggesting that to Mourinho actually is coming across as quite a. Uh, Sort of, um, yeah. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? S- sensitive, sort of chappy, you know. Uh, yeah. Looks after yes, his players. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, mate. That's what I was going to say, actually. Because I think for all those Jose haters, mate, they might they may just see a different side to the man, mate, don't they? Maybe, mm. maybe but... But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's coming out of it quite well at the moment, like Dixon, he's so... Yeah, that's right. So, mind, yeah. mind you, I suppose we've only seen, uh, what, the first handful True. of games where they had quite a good run, so... Uh, um, we haven't... Yeah, that's a bit Yeah. <laughs> but, 
But I mean, it's, yeah, it's quite amazing the facilities, though, isn't it? I mean, you look at their changing uh, their um, their uh, training ground, and I mean, it's wow, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Really, and chasing it, mate. They're, they're spoiled, mate, aren't they? Today, mate, players. I have to sorry I have to say that I, I like the way that he took out all his uh, trophies and uh, you know yeah. when he moved into the manager's room at the training uh, headquarters yeah. and, and he brought all his uh, sort of you know trophies and silverware with him sort of yeah. thing so uh, just in case anyone needed reminding. reminding. <laughs> exactly, mate. Yeah, just reminding who's boss and what he's done, mate, isn't it, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, do you know my favourite sort of fly on the wall documentary, mate, over the last couple of years, Dave, that I've watched? Uh, no, go on. Plymouth Parkways, mate. Honestly? Yeah, I don't know if you'll, you'll agree with that, mate, but I thought that was fantastic, mate. I, I, I don't know if it's because it, we know the people... Could you know, be, a little bit it? yeah, it's a bit more, yeah, we can relate to it a bit more, can't we? And, and it's yeah, at a level that we know, rather than, you know, let's yeah. face it, the likes of Tottenham and, and, and Bruce yeah. Dortmund and all those sort of people, you know, we're never going to get there either. <laughs> you know, no. So, um, no, I was going to say, Lee Hobbs, um, I haven't seen any yeah. any footage yet from the FA Cup game against Saltash. Um, no. No. That could be interesting. No, not yet, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I won't say nothing, mate, because we got Matt and all on later. We know yes, you got a patch show, haven't you, mate? Yeah. But yeah, I won't say nothing, mate. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you won't say nothing, right? Later. Okay. So, yeah. We talk about all that later, mate. Don't we? we talk about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for that, Rappo. Uh, that's Rappo's tidbits for the week. Um, as you said, there is quite a bit to cram in this week, so um, let's start with something a little different as we're going back a couple of days to the FA Cup action that took place on Tuesday. Now, as we've already covered off, Millbrook lost, um, Helston went through, St Austell lost, and Bobman and Saltash um also went through after penalty shootouts for each of them. But um, that Helston win, 4-1 winners up there at down was obviously history-making for them. But let's start, let's hear from a couple of those games, starting with Plymouth Parkway's new coach, Matty Cusack, who uh, was already actually coming onto the podcast to talk about the new South West Peninsula League season anyway. But I couldn't resist first hearing his reaction after Parkway surprisingly went out to Tamer's side neighbours, Saltash United, of course, his former club. It had to be, didn't it? Yeah, it did, it did, mate, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, day, wasn't it? <laughs> right, here's Matty. Well, Matt, when we uh, lined up this interview, no disrespect to Saltash, but, but I didn't expect to be asking you what went wrong for Parkway in your FA Cup game against your old club. Well, I don't think you can uh, go into any game saying that's a formality. And I knew, you know, what Saltash would bring. Um, listen, they've got some very good players. And, um, you know, I, I often told the lads last year that, that they play at a level above a level. And, and, and I still believe in that. They've got players in that changing that can play and operate at a higher level. Um, so it was always going to be a close encounter. Um, we've had a little bit of... Uh, Disrupted pre-season, if you will, um, with certain key personnel that haven't been available for us. And um, perhaps that game, you know, a competitive game came a little bit too soon um, on that note. But, you know, you can only put out what you can, and we did that. And uh, first half, I thought we started really well in the first 15 minutes. 
Um, we have started games um, well at all, and particularly in the past two. I mean, the weekend we were two 0 at one. We were down forty seconds, I think, two 0 down after ten minutes. So, you know, we said to the lads that we wanted a quicker start last night, and they gave that to us. But then we had a bit of a mad spell, and in that mad spell, of about ten minutes, I think Soltash um, scored in that period, and, and then they seemed to settle into the game and get their rhythm, and, and they probably edged the first half come the end. So at half time, um, we, you know, we readjusted a few things, and uh, in second half we couldn't really have asked any more of the lads. You know, we, we scored an equalising goal through Mikey Williams, and then um, we threw everything at Soltas. But you know, Soltas defended brilliantly, Dave, on the night and in that second half. And um, you know, credit to them. You, they, they, you know, it was just one of those where everything we, we we did seemed to either ricochet wide or hit a crossbar and uh, we've done that a few times in the pre-season as well we seem to be in the, the woodwork two or three times a game so um, so yeah I mean I think we'll get the rub of the green um, soon we have to um, but you know it was what it was and um, you know when it went to penalties no extra time uh, yeah you you can kind of see it happen, as we say. You know, they hung on for dear life in the end, uh, but, but defended brilliantly. And uh, I think had it gone to extra start, extra time, we probably were, we were on the front foot, so I would probably have only seen one winner there, but it wasn't to be. And fair play to Salt Arash, they, they took exceptional penalties. I think our keeper guessed the right way for every single one, but but couldn't save any of them. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, obviously with uh, we, we missed just the one, and, and that's that. And, that, you know, that, that's now history. So uh, we've got to dust ourselves down and, and get up, pick ourselves up quickly, ready for Saturday. Yeah, f- football's a funny old game, isn't it? Because, as we always say, of course, but when that draw was made and it was partway against Sotash, you must have thought, oh, no, you know, banana skin here, surely. Well, yeah, yes and no. You know, it's um, as I said previously, I, I, I've been at the club a long time, and um, and you know, when, when we're not playing, I would be back across there watching the boys. Do you know what I mean? So as a supporter, so um, yes, it was nice to see them so soon. I didn't really, you know, ever uh, think it would be in a competitive fixture for the first one. Not certainly not. Um, but yeah, just. Uh, it's just one of those, really. You think, OK, well, we've got to play whoever we're drawn against. And um, I think the pressure was always going to be firmly on us as the higher-level team. And uh, really, it was a free hit for Sontas. So I know that if I was in that changing last night, I'd have said, look, it's a free hit. Go on and express yourselves. Enjoy yourself. No pressure on us. You know, we're not expecting to get anything here. And so they would have been able to go and you know, execute that freedom on the night. The pressure was firmly on us. And uh, like I say, we can't really fault the boys second half. We, we threw everything at them. But, but they defended brilliantly, so for, you know, fair pace and full credit. Right, first there, Matt Cusack, talking about their FA Cup game, partly against Sotash. Let's move on to that convincing-looking scoreline from Helston, and here's their two-goal skipper, Mark Goldsworthy, talking to Cam Weldon pitch side and post-match, in which was, of course, another milestone for the Blues. Biggest light in Elston's history. Um, you know, 125 years. This has been the chairman's aim, uh, Massey's aim. So to come up here, higher level club, uh, long journey. It's nice staying there. Um, hopefully we've done the crowd, uh, done the club proud. Um, bit of a battle out there. Bit rusty after five months without, without football, but but yeah, the main thing, you know, main thing got the win. Boys put the shift in. Everyone's everyone's looking fit. Um, so hopefully now the games come thick and fast, and we can just we can just tick on from here, keep going. What you said to me last year when we spoke with Bob, man, that you always aim for like, 30 plus goals. You started well tonight. You got two already in your first game in the FA Cup. Was that um, is that the aim again? 30 goals this year? Always, yeah, always has been the aim. I've never scored less than so. Um, hopefully, I mean last season I was on 40 before the season ended, so I've got to be, you know, if I stay fit, stay on the side. I've got to be 
uh, I've got to be scoring, scoring that again and more. Um, so yeah, we'll start at 30 and see how it goes. Keep adding 10. Yep, thanks to Pyramid Films for allowing me to use that audio and more of Goldie and Matt later on. But Rappo, what are your thoughts on how our sides did in the FA Cup? Yeah, please, Dave. I, I think I said last minute, mate. Did I, did I say I think more of our teams that win, would win than not, mate? Did I? I th- yeah, that seems that, to ring mate? a bell, yeah. It does. Yeah. Was that yeah. you? Was I, you said that? It was me, mate. Yeah, I, I had good feelings about it, actually, Dave. But, I, I, you know, I thought more of our teams that would go through than go out. But but I must admit, I, did, I didn't see the salt hatch result that one one of the ones I thought. But um but yeah, fantastic. I mean football got out of it of throwing up fixtures like that and it it's mm. unbelievable really, isn't it? Like you and Matt was talking about but but great result salt ash, mate, you know, and 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 a few quid in the bank as well, you know. Well done to Dane and what what sort you know, what you know, lost six two to Millbrook in a friendly about three weeks ago. <laughs> You know, like you said, mate, funny old game, isn't it, football, mate? Yeah, and you've hit it right spot on there saying about the money as well, because, I mean, let's be fair, I think it was Slate's last week, wasn't it, said that obviously unless there's a miracle, you know, none of our sides are going to win the FA Cup. But, you know, it's it's a few, if they just win a couple games, and that would be good, doing good, it's a bit of money, isn't it, now? So, um, yeah, Yeah. it's well worthwhile. So. Teach, mate. It's not not to be scoffed at, is it? The sure, the price of money. I know. I know it's it's sort of gone down, isn't it, this year, mate? You know, because of everything, isn't it? With the, I think uh, what was it? The FA did they cut it by forty percent or something? Was it fifty percent? Yeah, I don't know. They, they, did, they have reduced it, I think, haven't they? So, yeah. But it's still, you know, still. But, you know, but yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. So yeah, like you said, yeah, it's still good to win it, mate, and it, and it helps you for like a few weeks, mate. Doesn't it? Definitely helps you out. And and like Matt is always mate, a nice, you know, good interview. And you know, for, I always have a good interview with Matt, mate, don't we? And, and that's like you said, you know, like a nice insight in it, mate, into the game and the and into your league from from someone who really knows, isn't it, mate? So yeah, that's right. So, uh, can't wait. Can't wait for it to start, mate. Can you? Season to start, mate. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Bobman's game, 2-0 down. They come back yeah. and go through on penalties. Um, you know, really? that was quite a turnaround as well, wasn't it? I mean, we all expected Bobman to win, though, didn't we? Quite, yeah, yeah, quite comfortably. Did. So I'm surprised to see, yeah. you know, that. I think that was, was that, no, that, yeah, that was the first goal of the night for a Cornish side, I think, to concede. Um, yeah. So I was a bit surprised when I saw them go 2 0 down, but. Uh, mm. but bit of character, Dix, to come back. Yeah. Uh, a couple shows that you know, there's a new team, mate, in it, but yeah. shows they got a bit from it about them already, doesn't it? Yeah, and apparently Adam Carter was only on late on last was it? five minutes or so, probably came on to take a penalty, I expect. Yeah, yeah, you don't miss Yeah, that. that's a thing. No, no, he doesn't, mate, does he? And that's the sort of a bit of a theme, wasn't it, mate, from the other night? So I looked at the results from you know, not just like our teams, but right through. You know the the old round, like Dave. You know that what's the extra preliminary round, yeah. isn't it, or whatever? And um, there was loads of games that got decided on penalties, mate. Wasn't that? Was it? I don't know. Yeah, flipping loads. Mate. Have a look, mate. At all the get, uh, yeah, a couple of dozen, I reckon, mate. Out of all the, but you know, going straight to penalties after ninety minutes or whatever, mate. Isn't it? It's interesting, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Interesting one. Gone are the days when um, you had three or four replays. Who was that? Yeah. Who was that? Falmouth against... Who, who did Falmouth play where they had three or four Crikey, games? Yeah. I forget now who it was, but um, gone are those yeah. days anyway. So. 
Yeah, it's, it, I think it's a good thing, actually, mate, and it probably probably is a good uh, thing. The problem is, with the current season, you just can't get the yeah. games in anyway, can you? So, um, especially this season when it's, you know, a, a less time to get all the games in anyway. So, uh, yeah, it had to yeah. be, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Agreed. Right. More on the South West League later. But for the moment, let's turn our attention to step three. And it's uh, Truro City and, of course, Cam Weldon. Right there, Cam. Well, bring us up to date with uh, what's happening at Truro City. We've got had a couple of friendlies. We've got some friendlies lined up. And it's all building up nicely for the start of the season because the fixtures are out as well, aren't they? So uh, tell us everything you know. Yes, obviously, <laughs> everything I know, blimey. I'll be, how long have we got, Dave? I'll be here for three hours, but now... Nah, um, <laughs> Now, uh, yeah. So obviously, we've 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 had a bit of been a good week for Truro. We've had um, the fix just come out, which uh, has fallen quite kindly for us. I think it is a little bit disappointing. Come the end, come the end of the season. Hopefully, dare I say, it, we could have could we have it all wrapped up by then? I don't know, but um, it's going to be a rough end to the season with fixture wise. I think we've got to play Chesham twice in the last. Um, last month of the season, which is very surprising, but um, not often you see that. But I'm guessing. We are quite lucky this year because obviously Blackford and Langley have dropped out, so obviously every team gets like a free weekend. And um, but yeah, so we start on the obviously the nineteenth, and we got Harrow Borough, which is going to be a quite I don't want to dare I say easy task, but there's no easy fixtures. There's no, you can never say that in football, but it's um, like Harrow. One of it's one of those games you probably expect to win a win on paper, but it's one it's it's one of those scenarios that we don't know how well we've they've strengthened so like we know roughly the Taunton the Tiverton Western those sort of teams in our area um, but when you look at further afield the London sides ironically the two teams we have to play first Harrow and Hendon like we don't really know what's gone on there this summer because obviously Hendon weren't that strong last year but they were the year before Harrow again were like mid-table mid side and so but obviously we look at Met Police last season they were pretty pretty poor season before they got in the playoffs so you can never really tell with those London sides what they're going to be but I think we're, we'll be I think if Paul Watton looked at that I think he'd be very happy with obviously Harrow we've got an FA Cup fixture so we don't know who that's going to be yet uh, on a Tuesday then we'll, we'll go to Hendon and then it's Taunton at home as well so that hopefully um, we'll be happy we'll allow crowds back as well so that'd be great for that one hopefully we get a good attendance for that and um, obviously Taunton being one of my former local sides it'd be quite a nice to catch up with some mates at that one as well But mm. so yeah I think the fixture list really has fallen quite kindly for us um, as I said some, for the majority of the season the last few weeks are going to be a little bit difficult we've got to play some tough teams but um, for the mean for the start start for starting wise it's been pretty good and we've just got to look forward to a couple more friendlies yet to play and then the big kick off on the 19th which I can't wait for Yep, uh, and more of that obviously next week when we uh, catch up for the podcast. Um, fixtures uh, go they go on to the uh, May the eighth. Um, when you mentioned that Chesham game, are there many midweek matches, or are they pretty much at this moment in time Saturdays? Um, so I think it's going to be one of those ones where it's going to be. Uh, you know, obviously we we can start. You see, it in the season is like especially previous seasons it's been very much August it is Saturday, Tuesday Saturday, Tuesday for a long while time and I believe that's going to be the case um, for what is going into uh, September, October time but um, obviously with Blackfield dropping out it helps because it means teams get a bit more time and they get a free weekend and stuff which is quite nice but for us like it's a relief because obviously they've cancelled the Southern League Cup 
So that was one of the ones that mm-hmm. it was always going to be a Tuesday night for us. And it was quite a, well, last year we had one home draw and two away. So I think we I think played Tiverton at home and then we had to travel to Barnstable and then travel to Taunton. So not, and although they're not such a for our standard of tra- traveling, it's not that far. Um, it's far enough on a Tuesday night. So mm-hmm. that's a relief to see them gone. So uh, suddenly cuts one of those. Obviously, from my personal point of view, it's one of those trophies. I don't really think anybody really takes that seriously. It's one of those like hit or miss things that it's a chance to play the kids, really, and that's about it. But um, that's just that's my honest opinion. Obviously, that's just what I think of it. But um, so unfortunately, that's not the case. And for, well, fortunately for us, I'm quite. For me, I'm quite happy that I don't have to go to Tuesday night fixtures. But league games, obviously, the essential, and we've got the FA Cup as well, which is quite nice. So we start off with the league, then an FA Cup game, and it's going to be a tough few weeks. But as I said, we've got a couple of friendlies to get through first. We've got Willand this coming Saturday, so that'll be a nice test for us as well. They're a good side, Willand league below us, but um, it's a, it'd be a test, and similar to what I'm sure Paul Watt and I remember said that it's similar that. To Parkway and Tavistock, is Tavistock and Parkway are two very good sides, and they they they're almost the squads they've got and the way they play. They're almost not really a Western League side. They with the players they've got, they really realistically they're better than what the level they're at. And I feel Willand could be a similar sort of team to that. I think they are a top top team at that level. And um, obviously we're playing with them on Saturday, so that'd be a tough. Um, tough trip and Silver Street's not really nice ground to go to actually so I'm looking forward to that one but and then Saturday, uh, Tuesday night we've got the game against Biddeford at home so it'll be a nice chance nice season fans again it's been a while since fans I, I think it added I think it was exactly six months on that Tuesday since our last game because we um, actually that's, that's wrong it was the 8th so it's the 8th Tuesday the 8th and obviously our last game was the March the 7th so it's been quite quite a quite a while for fans not to have a game at Tree but um, hopefully that I think tickets are selling quite fast for that Biddeford game I think we're on I don't even we're well over the I think we're over the 150 mark already so um, and that's without people turning up on the gate so I know the club the club want people to book in advance just to miss out we don't want people getting disappointed especially Biddeford fans who perhaps they, we don't want them travelling all that way and then not being sold they can't come in due to the capacity restrictions so um, yeah it's going to be two two tough pre-season fixtures to end I believe we are ending off pre-season there um, I know there's probably another week and a bit um, until the, our season starts but I'm guessing they'll play like an in-house game on Saturday or um, they'll, they'll do something maybe an extra training session or something to fit it all in but um, I think as I said at the moment we're looking pretty sharp and I think we are ready to start the season and um, hopefully it's one of the season to remember and, uh, and those tickets for the Biddeford match on the Tuesday evening they're online presumably somewhere Yes, obviously they're on. Um, there's always there's link. Uh, it's on the Pirates' website actually. Um, all our tickets are you can buy them on the Pirates' website. So we've also got our FA Youth Cup fixture that's coming on the Wednesday. So we've got tickets available now for that. Tickets at four pound um, for everybody. So just literally four pounds to go watch a game of football, which is pretty good value. Um, so that that will hopefully be a chance, and it'll be a chance to see this new true under 18s team, see what they're made of. So um, I'm looking again. It's another one that I'm really looking. I'm looking forward to that fixtures. I'm looking forward to all of them, to be honest. But it's one that it'd be a good. Hopefully, it'd be a good night for those youngsters to shine. And obviously, it's a competition I don't think Truro have played in in a long while. The EFA Youth Cup. So, but yeah, as you said, the Biddeford game. All the tickets are online by the Pirates website, or you can 
Um, it's all on our tweets and stuff. Every tweet, tweet, Facebook post, we put out the links on there. Um, and if not, you can. There is a phone number on the tweet and links as well. You can bring up the ticket office, and that's that's open nine to twelve. Uh, weekdays so if you do want to order tickets that's the time to book them and I think it's, I think it's £10 a ticket for adults to, to get into the game against Biddeford so yeah, um, yeah hopefully, we, hopefully we smash that record and hopefully get the near as close to the 300 capacity as we can get Well you don't want to get as close, you want to get bang on don't you? Well, yeah, but obviously that, that is, well, that's exactly true. It'd be, it'd be ideal if we could say that put out on the day, like we've completely sold out and there's no no people on the gate. Because that, that is a worry that we might have is that people will just turn up on the gate and we have, we've sold, I don't know, 250 tickets and yeah. 200 people turn up at the gate. That is, and it's not going to be nice. It's going it's to be quite harsh to turn people away. We're going to have to because that's the rules and everything. But it's um it's not going to be nice to turn someone away, especially as I said earlier from some some of Biddeford, for example, who's travelled up. Um, we last thing we want to do is turn them away. But hopefully, people see sense. And to be honest, it, it makes sense just to order it online. If mm. in my opinion, anyway, just to save disappointment, really. So the ideal message is actually anyone listening to this podcast today, Friday would be to get online as quick as you can, get your ticket, and then as soon as possible, the club can actually announce well in advance, and I'm not talking hours, I'm talking days almost, that, sorry, ticket, all tickets, is, you know, the 300 places are all gone, so don't bother turning up sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Spot on, Dave. Absolutely nailed, nailed, nailed it there. So it's one of those ones that we just want... We, like if obviously we haven't we haven't sold out as yet so basically anybody who is listening it's like if you want to come to the game against Biddeford get online ring up the ticket office get your ticket in just so because the last thing we want to do is have people disappointed on the day and obviously that is something that could easily happen so the last thing just make sure you're not make sure you're not one of those people get your ticket in and just come and come back to Tree for the first time in a long while and see that what is a new look Truro City really from the one we saw last season hopefully they can kick on and um, finish what I was say every week Dave I like saying it is about phrases finish what we couldn't finish last season so right. <laughs> bit of a cliche right okay I, now, mean, I know you love a football cliche though don't you Dave you love a football cliche yes thank you very much yeah but, uh, <laughs> uh, moving on swiftly you were on duty during the week for appearing uh, films Helston Athletics uh, history making FA Cup or first FA Cup appearance um, good comfortable win I would imagine 4-1 wasn't it yeah to be honest Dave it's um, not to bite around the edges it really was it was quite a it was a comfortable game a comfortable victory for Helsing in the end and I think it was, it was they were hard fought for it but it, in the end it was quite comfortable second half but first half it was I'll, I'll be honest it was one of those games that it was just it was played it was like played like 100 mile an hour both teams like at it at each other just like one like every time like one person didn't have the ball Helston would win it back and Odd Down had it and it was like end to end it was like a ping pong machine it was literally end to end and um, luckily Helston they took their chances when they needed so Mark Goals with again on fire in front of goal it's, I don't know how many seasons he's been doing it now but he's just incredible in front of goal he's I've, there's certain strikers who just have a knack for scoring goals and like in, in levels and obviously Mark Goldsworthy he's probably the main one at South West Peninsula League players and he was just brilliant his finishing was superb uh, Goldie and even the, I'll tell you the one that really impressed me is Matty Buckin he doesn't he doesn't probably doesn't get the credit he deserves from the night but he, his work rate off the ball and even on the ball as well was absolutely exceptional he was everywhere like he was winning headed he was 
trying to create stuff and yeah fantastic performance from him and overall this is just a, a good result to, in a big night for Helston because it's first ever chance their first ever FA Cup game and um, you would never have known and you would never have known that there was a league difference between Odd Down and Helston because Helston really they, they looked a strong side Helston I think um they're going to give Barnstable probably a real test in the next round and obviously Barnstable are a good side I saw that with when we played the Matura last year so it's going to be um, good luck to Mass and everybody I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll cause uh, Barnstable a lot of problems in the next round Your Cornish Well fixtures are out Rapper for Truro season starts 19th home to Harrow as uh, as Cam mentioned yeah. there um, what what would you rather have, a home fixture or an away fixture for your first league game in the season? Um, uh, yeah, I think I'd like to be home. I think I used to like to be home, mate, I think, I think first game. Because it's a bit, you know, after all the summer, mate, you know, you've had your break and then you're, then you're pre-season training, mate, and then, you, then you've got your friendlies and you're looking forward to it. It's a bit like a cup final feel, mate, isn't it, your first game of the season, isn't it, sort mm. of thing? Looking forward to that date. So I think I always wanted to be at Bickburn, really, mate, you know, when I was... Back in the sort of prime, mate. Yeah, he's won his own game, I think, this year. Right. Definitely. Okay, and uh, <laughs> m- big message really for the game on Tuesday, Biddeford at home, which would, I guess, be quite an interesting fixture normally. Yeah. Um, get your tickets now, basically. The tickets, as Cam said, their tickets are for sale via the Cornish Pirates website. Um, don't yep. miss out that. That's uh, anyone who's looking for that online. It's cornishpirates.cloudvenue.co.uk. So cornishpirates.cloudvenue.co.uk. But you can go to the True City website and the link is there. Um, and actually, also on there, we didn't mention it in the interview, but I noticed that tickets for the first two home league games are also available on there So already. So, um, so yeah. yeah so. Yeah, get in early because um, to avoid think, disappointment, mate, to avoid disappointment, and also the other thing is to avoid turning up and not being able to get in because let's remember only three hundred yeah. can get into that game. Um, exactly. You missed that Jordan and Nears goal, mate. If you don't get there early, <laughs> if you don't get there early, you might not even you? get in. So, uh, <laughs> what's the bet? And Jordy gets on, mate, in his own city, yeah. playing for Bedford against Tora. Wow. I, I think I'm going to go for a Toro win, mate, but a Geordie and Neo goal. Right. That's my prediction, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. Six months since they last had a home game. So, yeah. Um, I, think well, you, actually, mate. I think it's six months and one day, isn't it? But, um, but Yeah. Mad, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Mad. Well, it's six months since they had a home game, and now they've got two home games in two days because... Uh, can mention the Truro City under 18s there, Rapu. Yeah. Would Would you like to know a little bit more about them? I would, mate. Yeah, please, Dave. Well, just by coincidence, <laughs> I've got their manager, Paul Hurst. Brilliant. Right, thanks, Paul, for coming on. Now we're, we're going to be talking about Truro City under 18s, aren't we? We are. Which to most people out there at the moment uh, will be an unknown. So how's it all come about? <laughs> We've known a lot of the boys over the years from various uh, sides playing in the Kernel League, um, and um, and a lot of them played for uh, for West Cornwall schools, and then up into the Cornwall under 16s. Um, and it's 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 come about 
a number of things. Last year we played in the DGM League, or a number of the boys did, just to try and expose them to more competitive football, um, playing in the Plymouth League. And uh, it came about really from a, a conversation with uh, Lynn Hooper at Truro School, mm-hmm. who, who met with Colin Graves. And I think since the Cornish Pirates have, have taken over uh, Truro City Football Club, they've... They're trying to they're trying to get back in touch with the with the community, a bit like they do on the on the rugby side with the Cornish Pirates. Uh, and one of the easiest ways to do that is to have is to have a youth structure. Um, so we were asked um, or, or put forward a, an idea of of creating an under 18 side, put some feelers out across a, a number of uh, parents, and uh, lo and behold, that's where it's all come about. Right. And on Wednesday, up at Triu Road, you take on Clevedon Town in the FA Youth Cup, I understand. Uh, that's correct. That's correct. It's a new venture uh, for everybody concerned. Um, didn't realise how much was involved in, in entering a competition like that from, um, from, from behind the scenes, so to speak, what's involved. But, yeah, it's, um, again, it... The, the whole idea is is to challenge the boys, put them in a competitive environment that that challenges them and makes them makes them improve. Uh, they're all excited about it. That was one of the caveats about Truro under 18s that that we would enter a national competition. And uh, and yeah, we've been drawn at home to Cleveland under 18s. We are predominantly, with the exception of of uh, one of the goalkeepers uh, you could say under 16 side going into an under 17 there would be an under 17 side this year but mm. so they'll they'll be exposed to older players and likewise in the DGM league when that starts in October it's the same thing, they'll be exposed to uh, players that are sometimes one year if not two years older Yeah and obviously at, at that age, you know that, that 12 months can make a significant difference, can't it, in stature and knowledge, experience and, and everything, can't it? Absolutely. Physically, they can be different. Um, uh, we watched uh, we watched the run of Elston's under-18s last year, which was which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you when you got to see some of the size of the players and the physicality of the and the, of the under-18 players that played for Forest Green Rovers, yeah, it was uh, a bit of an idol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, everybody, like everybody's looking forward to it. I mean, we played the game last night, a friendly game with um, Plymouth Argyle under-16s, and, you know, they had a couple of young boys in there, but fantastic, absolutely fantastic, strong, physical, technically very good, and, and, that, and that's what the boys thrive on playing against it in a lot of instances better players better players make them better mm-hmm. uh, interesting you, you said you want to challenge the boys um, uh, and hence you're playing DJM which is primarily Plymouth based for those that don't know is there not the challenge from playing Cornish clubs or what I think if uh, you've got a spread of of um, players across across all the sides, then it, 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 you could probably say, yeah, it would be a more competitive league. I would say that with the with the calibre of boys that we've got, and, we, and we're trying to, to feed in some of the youngsters into our squad, so we've got we've got a, 
um, a couple that are playing up a year and there's a few coming next year for uh, training with us this season and um, with intention for next season that we'll be playing a year up we, we would probably win most games right. not saying we'd win them all but we'd probably win most games and you know um, it's not really great winning four and five nil week in week out yeah, it, re- it, it, it really it you might think it is but um it's uh, the, the boys the, the boys seem to enjoy enjoy really competitive games it gets uh, a bit boring though doesn't it winning too easily every game so i i can totally understand where you're coming from to be honest so uh, so that's not an issue for me most of your lads they where do you select from is it mostly true or is it anywhere <laughs> It is mo- mainly in the tr- in the Truro area. With uh, I mean, I, well, that's the Truro area. They, I think, the furthest south is, is St Ives, across to Helston, up to Truro, St Ag- um, St Agnes, St Austell. Right. Uh, so quite- the, I mean, a, a lot of the boys know each other because they've they've spent time at the development centre that. Uh, Argar, uh, Plymouth Argyle run it used to be um at Newquay now that, that they did up to 16 uh, and they 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 played with each other or faced each other in Western East Cornwall schools and then like I say when they were in the in the Cornwall under 16 squad out of the eight sorry out of the 18 I think there's there's 12 that would be linked to Cornwall under 16s right okay which is obviously uh helpful for you if if they've got a sort of oh, a, you know absolutely a, a playing relationship so kickoff time what what time are we looking at on wednesday kickoff time is quarter to eight seven forty-five. A, a lot of this is all preset by the fa so right. um it's it's going to be on a wednesday uh wednesday the 9th um uh, it's the day after Truro city first team have their friendly on the tuesday against uh so I think a lot of the, um, the majority of the boys will be at that game, uh, hoping to try and promote the game and, and sell tickets. Um, uh, but yeah, it's exciting times. It's, exci- it's 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 really exciting times. How, how much do you know about Clevedon? I mean, is it a case of this is this is going to be a learning curve? It's going to be an experience for the lads, but actually to win is perhaps a step too far or am i undermining you i i i, I really don't know i mean the 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 impact of covid-19 has had a big impact on um on 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 all football um so i know that they had a good a good time they've had a good time in the past in the um in the um fa youth cup they lost 4-0 to manchester city which is a tremendous achievement oh. um and you look at a number of their boys that have progressed out of their 18s into um, into into senior football at Cleveland, which is very impressive. So, I mean, in an ideal world, <laughs> sounds really corny. We'd have probably gone and tried to see a couple of their games, yeah. and I'm sure they might have done the same. But it's been it's been really difficult um, trying to restart football since it since it stopped, as you probably know, across all, all the different levels. So um, we've just had a couple of. Um, uh, a friendly. We had a friendly against Wendron under 18s uh, last Friday, and then obviously we played Plymouth Argyle last night. Um, we'll be training on Thursday, training on Saturday in preparation for next um, for next Wednesday. Right. Okay. Well, lots of work that you've got planned between now and Wednesday. But I mean, it's great to get you on. Let's be fair. This is a a, a big game, national competition, isn't it? So. Uh... I- 
Absolutely, and we'd, we'd encourage uh, as many people. I mean, we're limited to. Uh, I mean, we're limited to um, a maximum number of 300 people. If we've got 300 people coming along next Wednesday to watch the game, that would be fantastic, especially for the boys. So, um, yeah, as many people that um, that want to come, please buy a ticket and please come up and see them play. We try to play a certain style of football, which is which is good on the eye and. Uh, Hopefully we can we can carry that out on uh, on Wednesday next week. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. Yeah, thanks to Paul there for giving us a bit more of an insight as to uh, how the under 18s came about Truro and of course game on Wednesday at True Road. Um, good move by the parent club Rappo to get an under 18s. Yeah, brilliant, Deeks. I think it's a great initiative, mate, from City. You know, it'd be good if they can come anywhere near sort of, you know, emulating that Halston under-18s achievements, mate, wouldn't it, over the last few seasons. But, but um, no, it'd be great, mate, if they can bring some talent through, you know, even just a couple even, mate, that could go on and play for the first team in the future. It'd be, be brilliant, mate. So try and get the watching, mate, during the season sometime. You know, good, good luck to Paul with that, mate. Brilliant. Great idea. Yeah, certainly Halster's set the the bar quite high, haven't they, to, to follow yeah. um, or for anyone else to follow at the moment. But um, it's a tough game, though, isn't it, by the sounds of it? You know, Paul saying there that Cleveland last season lost out to Man City. I mean, Man City yeah, must have, that, And yeah. only 4-0. <laughs> I thought it yeah. was quite a good result. Yeah, I remember that, mate. Because I, I, I remember looking at the, I think it might have been in... Uh, Sunday Independent though. Do you remember like David Beckham was at that game watching oh, for some he? reason? What was he doing? Yeah. Then? I don't know. I don't know if it's one of his lads was at Man City or something. Ooh. Was it one of his young, youngest one or Surely but, um, ex Man United. Why well, you'd like to think not, mate, wouldn't you? But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing David Beckham have his photo taken with a load of the Cleveland lads, mate. But but I think you hit the nail on the head actually, Dix, because it is a young team, isn't it, mate? And and at that age level, I mean, we we spent well, especially you. Now you're still doing it, mate, but we w- w- watched, you know, watched a lot of county youth, mate, and we over the mm. last sort of few seasons. And and that some of the lads can be quite a lot bigger than the other, you know, like sixteen to eighteen, like Deeks mm. is, is hell of a size difference, mate, and it a physicality difference, isn't it? So. You know, they could, but it's all, you know, Sanji in good stead, mate, doesn't it? It's all good experience and I'll sort of toughen you up a little bit, mate. I don't think it hurts, does it, mate? Good experience no, with that. And, you know, okay, whatever the result, they have to take it and, and go on to the yeah. next game, don't they? So, um, but Exactly, yeah. And, and again, reminder about the tickets. Sorry for going on about this, but uh, tickets are available online. That same website that I mentioned just now, the Cornish Pirates, it's limited to 300, so um, it's probably best to get in there now and, and get your ticket. Uh, kickoff is 7.45, and that is Wednesday. So uh, um, that's Truro City Under-18s versus Clevedon FA Youth Cup. Um, yeah. Did you ever play for an under-18 Truro side rapper or not? Yeah, 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 we have a really decent side takes Tora Miners, mate. Tora Miners under eight, you know, I think I played for Miners from under 14s to because when we was under 16s, mate, we won the, is it the Luke Cup day? Yeah. The under 16 one? Yeah. yeah, we won that one. And then 18s, mate, we got to the final of that Rathbone Cup, mm-hmm. mate, you know, which is the under 18 version, isn't it, county final? We, I remember we lost 5-3, mate, to some Blazy. 
It was, I don't know why, mate, but it was played at St. Blaise's, so they were basically playing at home, mate, weren't they thinking about it? But, but yeah, I scored two, mate, in the final. I lost. I remember being gutted, mate, scored two and lost, but, but I think I was usurped, mate, on the day by, by my county youth strike partner at the time, mate, Paul Barron, mate. Do you remember Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had that trick that day, mate, for them. So, uh, but no, we had a good side, I think, you know, we had like Nanny, you know, Guy Wignall and that, mate. You know, we had some players that sort of went on to play a good, you know, South Western League and that, mate. But, but yeah, beaten by the better team on the day, mate. But yeah, love the old eight, under 18 stuff, mate, for Troy Miners. Mm. Good days, mate. Good days. Good yeah. days. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. He was a rather posh gentleman, mate, wasn't he? <laughs> I thought. What are we going to call him? He's got to have a name, hasn't he? Because I'm, I'm hoping to use him a bit during the various programs. Um, we need to think about a name for him. Arthur is my first thought. Peter, mate. Peter, the podcast presenter. Oh, Peter, the podcast presenter. Although he's, he's actually Arthur, the announcer, isn't he? More than the. Uh, that's more, yeah, that, yeah, I think I prefer that. I prefer that. I think, mate, Arthur, the announcer. Right. Anyway, anyone, anyone got any ideas? Uh, just let us know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just uh, send us a message into the podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Time for our weekly Cornwall Premier League slot, and uh, this is with John Colenso. And the season begins this Saturday. Yes, at last. Yeah, I can't believe it's finally come around. <laughs> well, it's a couple of days to go yet, so <laughs> don't get too excited. So well, it started, started raining, didn't it? So that's always a sign. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, right. So, where do you want to kick off? Um, basically, I think we should go through, have a look at the fixtures, and. Just see what um, see what's coming up. We've got Padstow on Saturday, which we're looking forward to. No changing rooms yet, unfortunately, as I'm sure a lot of other teams will be doing the same. Yeah, how are but, you going to uh, manage about that then? Because uh, I mean, as you just said, it's raining. So w- what does that mean? Um, basically, it means well, we've got the stand is basically cordoned off because obviously you don't want people in there anyway. So um, we'll have to just keep our stuff in the stand and get changed in the stand. Right. <clears throat> which is the only thing we thought obviously when you get your email at the start of the week that um to say who you're playing and who your referee allocation is we've we've contacted the opposition we've contacted the referee and just explained the situation and i think they're all expecting it anyway yeah so so clear against padstow well that, that's going to be a home win isn't it i hope so yeah i'd like to think so we've had a good pre-season um I think Padstow have had a an on-off pre-season, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to hope we get something from it. Definitely. Mm. What about um, well, if we look at the very top and work down, basically Foxhall, Newquay. Yeah, um, don't know a lot about Newquay this year yet. I've seen a couple of results. Um, Foxhall have done the same as us. They've played a couple of Peninsula League sides and and found it difficult, but hopefully find positives out of it like we did. Um, I think they'll be raring to go. I think it looks like they're pretty much the same players. I don't know if they've lost Tyler Cheshire, possibly, um, to Orstall, but I'm not 100% sure on that. No one seems to know. I know he signed for them, but I don't know who his first choice team is going to be. <laughs> yeah, one of those that signed for more than one club, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. 
Next, yeah. next one, Mount Gold against St. Stephen. Now, Mount Gold obviously were on top of the table when it was finished early last season. Are they going to carry on as, as they uh, ended? They're going to be up there, aren't they, for certain. I mean, they've just had a great effort, uh, Devon Cup win, haven't they, as well. So um, they've had a great start to the season already, really, to get that cup competition finished from last year and win the trophy. Um, they should be buzzing for the season to start. I guess that'll work as a real good confidence booster, wouldn't it, if, if we needed any more confidence? Yeah, I would say so. That's a great start to the season, isn't it, for anyone? Yeah. Um, and obviously Craig Code's first game in charge in a competitive league game, so good luck to Craig. Yeah, new management at St. Stephen there, so that'll, yeah. be, that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. Next one, Marjons against Lou. That one I really couldn't say. That um, Going on last season's table, I'd say that would be quite a close game because Lou had a a good run of games and they sort of dropped off again and they picked up again so I really wouldn't like to say with that one and obviously Marjon have got the two teams so they may have a strong bunch of players going into their second team aren't they we don't know how they're going to play that no interesting one this one coming up because it's the newcomers St Julian East away to St Dominic yeah that would be a good one as well I think um, St Julian East have always been a strong side and they look like they had a really good uh, Dutchy Prem season, didn't they, before it was called off? So, um, and they'll be strong coming from that region as well, I would have thought. And obviously, St Dominic, I think, pretty much kept all their players from last year. So, that should be a good battle. Um, be interesting to see what the outcome of that one is. Uh, next one, St Mimber against Tall Point Athletic Thirds. St Mimber have had a good pre season, I understand. So, they'll, I would have thought they'll be strong again. Um, Probably a member win on that one, I would say. Okay, and the last one, it's Varian at home to St. Teth. Had some disappointing news, for, or some good news in the end for Varian, but it sounded like it was very close to not being in existence anymore a week or so ago. Um, trying to get players, that, that sort of area at the moment, they're struggling for players for some reason. I know that like Gerrans sort of dropped into Dutchy because they were um, quite wary of not having players available, so... Yeah, hopefully they've regrouped in time and they're strong. And um, I know uh, Willie at St. Teth will have a, a young side again like he did last season, but um, I'm sure he'll give it his all and it'll be a, a good battle. OK. Now, why are Roach and St. Blasey not playing? Any idea? Um, no, is the answer, is the answer <laughs> to that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that one was cancelled, really. Yeah, right. It's not entirely uh, I always say it's a bit of a shame when it's not a, an absolute full fixture list for the first Saturday of the season, but yeah. um, there we go. Yeah, like, you know, for the first weekend, I think everyone wants to get going, don't they? Yeah, that's right. No doubt there's a very good reason. Now, no. if you're looking at the game of the day out of those that we've very quickly gone through, seven games, is there one that sort of stands out more than the others or, or what? Yeah, the most, the most interesting, if we didn't have a game, I'd be going to watch St Dominic's and Newland, I think. Hmm. Is just that... to see what, um, what the newcomers are like, obviously, and and you know see how they fare against a, a team that was very close to top last season. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see you know how much uh, an effect that the long break has had on on these sides. So, you know, will they continue as they were last season? Will they be completely different outfits? Only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, that's it, David. I mean, it's been six months, isn't it? You know, so. Um, I think everyone's had a, a pre-season, but it's it's how long you've had for your pre-season, and you know, 
and hopefully I would have said they're already by now for sure. Um, just itching to get going. It's just uh, the thing about hanging on to players for six months and trying to keep your squad together without them getting disinterested and disheartened and and doing other stuff. And hopefully everyone stays strong and and they'll come out fighting ready for the first game. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. Thanks to John there for his uh, quick rundown of the matches uh, being played on Saturday. Not quite a full fixture list. Um, and changing in the stand, Rappo. It's like going back to you know Sunday morning football, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate, isn't it? Yeah, back to the old... Back to when I first started, it in the old mining league. <laughs> yeah. Crikey. I remember we um, we changed down St Earth once in a barn, like Dix, and they had a big bowl of cold water, mate. That was your shower. After <laughs> Just about wash your hands, you could, mate. Yeah, you but, had water, uh, did you? Blimey, that's... that's... <laughs> I think that's what it was, mate. But, <laughs> but no, mate, no, I look forward to hearing from JC, mate, over the coming weeks, you know, about his own St. Clair team, mate, and, and my own personal favourite ECPL team, mate, St. Newland East, oh. back in the league this season. Yeah, good luck to Grigger and Tomo, mate. Cracking start, mate, as well, mate, that cracking match against St. Dominic, mate. Yeah, that's right. Opening game, I think you've already mentioned, yeah, what a game. Yeah, what game that would be, be interesting to see how they get on, would it? I mean, they they yeah they did all right last season, but of course I keep saying last season, but it's actually it's quite a time, quite a while ago, isn't it? That's the thing. It's uh, yeah. you know sort of six months. Players move on and all that sort of stuff, and uh, True, mate. might be a few playing yeah. cricket. Who knows? Oh yeah, we've got that as well, mate. We? Yeah, yeah, still got that sort of overlap, haven't we, mate? But yeah. Mount Gould favourites again, Diggs. Would guess me. I would have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, they they yeah. picked up a trophy last Friday. Yeah. Um, although no, nil nil, wasn't it? So a um, bit of a shame. Yeah, cup final, no no goals, but uh, yeah, yeah. Still a trophy for them, and yeah, they'll they'll be confident. I would have thought of. Um, of doing yeah. but it's a bit like the Peninsula West those two never actually played did they Mount Gold and St Dominic didn't actually no. hadn't played each other in the league so exactly you know yeah left up in the air mate wasn't it not, not the only league mate was it that, no that's, that's right uh, now that, that's interesting yeah. when 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 do they play each other I wonder 14th of November if I'm right no. is their first meeting at Mount Gold yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Then they play February twenty seventh of Feb. So forty. Uh, I suppose at least the Alston had a cup game, mate, didn't they? Yes. But those two, those two never played at all, did they? No, that's right. Right. Yeah. So that was the East Cornwall Premier League. Now, one league that's already started is the yeah. Superion League. <laughs> Tell us more, Rappo. I've been waiting well, for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> what, what could I say? A very interesting start, mate. Oh, what were the results? Yeah, yeah well, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, a very interesting start to the SPL West uh, on Wednesday evening, Deeps. Um, as Mouse will put down a, a, a marker, mate, a, well, a big statement, really, mate. Um, thrashing Porth Levin, 7 1 at Trungle Park, mate. Um, a well known striker, mate. Garen's James, he notched four of them. Uh, Wade Brown with a brace and Tyler Tonkin, mate. So, great start for the Seagulls, mate. Um, it, yeah, Tyler completed the scoring, so, so eye-catching win for them, mate. A Luggan had a good start as well. I think they'll be right out there this season, mate. A Luggan, 
Um, coming away from Bickman Port with a 2-1 win over a new-look Falmouth, mate, um, with goals from Jason Roberts and, and Luke Johnson, mate, before being sent off, ironically. So, mm. yeah, I think it was all thrills and spills, wasn't it, last <laughs> night at Bickman, mate? <laughs> um, um, but, but I went down the road, mate, to Kernick Road. Oh, um, yeah, what's the score there? Yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, mate, Penryn started off last season, mate, um, having an 11-game unbeaten run mate didn't they to race to the top of the league um, <laughs> well best win of the night mate must go to Perenwell who came away from last season's Covid champions Penryn <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm calling them Covid champions um, with an impressive 4-1 victory think. So, I mean it's 3-0 at half time and, and fair play to Perenwell mate they were superb but but um, but Penryn did have four or five players that injured that would normally start, mate. But but take nothing away from the well, who uh, who suffered four 0 and four one defeats to Penryn in the league last season, Beaks, plus a four 0 senior cup thrashing. So the tables were completely turned um, at a wet and windy Kernick Road, mate, with Joe Ibs, George, well man of the match, Joe Ibs, George, mate, scoring a hat trick with Tom Fisher, son of Brian. As well, Dix, incidentally, right. remember Brian, mate, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom Fisher scored the other goal, so, so yeah, an interesting first few games, mate. Um, do you want me to run through the fixtures for this Saturday yeah, games yeah. quickly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's some interesting ones, mate, first games of the season, mate, Falmouth host last season's COVID runners-up, mate, St. Ice, at Bickland, which will be an interesting one, but, mate, to see where those two teams are at, I think. Um, league leaders, early league leaders, Mosel, home to St Agnes at Trundle Park. Uh, Mullion, who will be a door course as well this season, thinks from you know what I've seen, mate. They've got a really good squad together. Mullion, Rob, uh, Rob Carey, manager, mate. And you know his dad's a pretty famous Cornish manager, mate. Isn't he? So mm. Rob's looking to emulate his dad, mate. But yeah, door courses, Mullion, mate. They host Wendron at Clifton Park. Perrinwell got a tough first home game after that brilliant win on Wednesday night against Hale. That'll be a, a tough one at the St George's Field, mate. Um, Penryn, they got a chance to put things right, mate, at Collider Croft against Redruth United. But for me, mate, um, the match of the day, quite by a, by a stretch, I think, mate, is uh, at the Vogue, where St. Day take on a Luggan in a crunch local derby digs, two of the favourites, you know, for the for the league. So uh, those two sides, mate, I, I think, you know, that's got to be the game of the day, mate, and, and if you've got a choice to go to any game, mate, I think that's the one you'd want to be at, mate. Mm. So, uh, yeah, um, and also, obviously, the East Division, I, I, won't, I won't forget them, mate, even even though Sparky's out the league now, mate, isn't he? He'll still be keeping an eye on me, isn't he? Making sure the East gets the mention, but, but yeah, they obviously, they kick off on Saturday as well, the East Division, and, and that sees Bude host a new look St. Austell, mate, you know, Sparky's mm. old team, Obviously moved up to the hot seat, mate. First team job and took most of the squad with him. So, so last season's COVID champions and also be all changed for their trip to Butte, mate. Landreth and uh, Callum McGee, mate. Um, new manager Callum McGee. He signed his dad on, mate. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dave's in his late forties, mate, but he signed him on, mate. Ex Bradford player, Dave, mate, old mate of mine. But um, yeah, so Landreth, I got St Dennis, mate. Uh, Morwinstow home to Tor Point. Polpero, mate, the impressive Polpero. 
Uh, last season, mate, they, they take on Carrington and Salt Ashborough hosts Millbrook on their 3G pitch at Salt Mill. So, but uh, I picked one game of the day out in that league as well, Dixon, and it's at Luxport, mate, where Liscord plays Salt Ash, mate. It's always a tasty fixture at any level, isn't it, mate? So, with a big rivalry, like, mate, so I'm going to go Liscord v Salt Ash as the game to watch, mate. Mm, right. And all those games, three o'clock, aren't they? So, um... yes. Yes, thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah. I meant to say that. Three o'clock kickoffs. Yeah. I only say that because East Cornwall Premier at two thirty. Um, yes. And I think all I think all the others, um, certainly the senior, all the other leagues at three o'clock. Um, not sure yeah. about. Um, oh no, half past two in the Trelawney League. So um, yeah, so East Cornwall yeah. Premier and Trelawney two thirty. Everyone else three o'clock. So. Uh, and uh, get there early anyway. Whether yes, all right. So you might have to have your temperature taken. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Thanks for that. Right. Um, that's Rappo with the SPL. Now we've got our third regular contributor on the Friday fix. This is, of course, Phil Hiscox, Secretary of the Southwest Peninsula League, and as one of the most efficient secretaries in the whole of the country. He didn't actually tell me to say that, but I'm sure you know he, he would agree. He's the best, mate. Yeah, he's the best. As, but as Top one of the most efficient, he's got to be ready, surely. Yep, we are ready. It's uh, we've got a looking forward to tonight's game at Liscard, and uh, looking forward over the weekend to all 40 teams kicking off at last. Yes, that's right. Uh, I bet. Well, it's come around probably a little bit earlier than what you expected, or not. Yeah, I think so. I think back along, I was, you know, beginning of September was was the the hope, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking it might well be, you know, later September, even October before we started. So it's certainly as early as I expected us to, to be able to start. Right. Um, yeah, and looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, before we touch on tonight's game, Saturday's games, quick mention about the FA Cup and how our clubs fared. Not too bad, really. No, I was very pleased, really. Um, four out of eight through, 50% in, in a competition where, remember, step six is the lowest ranked teams in the competition. So to get 50% through, obviously delighted for, for the four that went through. Bodmin, Helston, Salt Ash, and of course Newton Spurs as well, because wearing a league hat rather than a Cornwall hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the, the four that went out, you know, Millbrook um, uh, and Bobby Tracy, did themselves uh, some credit, um, and I believe you know even Torrington. They were three 0 down very early, but they they turned it around, and uh, I saw some some nice praise from Shepton Mallet about their their attitude as well. Mm, good, and uh, lots of early goals at the game. You went to the Wells Bobby Tracy match. Early goal in that one, wasn't it? Yes, I was a bit worried because Bobby is a much changed team. They've lost a lot of players, very young side, and they were one 0 down after seven minutes. Uh, but to be fair, they, they dug in quite well. And to be honest, if they had a striker, there was times in the second half where you're thinking, well, they, you know, they could force penalties here. Uh, and, and certainly Wales were delighted, you know, 70 odd minutes to, to get a second goal and seal it. Right. And so next round of the FA Cup now, Saturday the 12th of September, am I right? Correct. Yep. Saturday week. One yep. week next week. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So more of that next week. Um, yep. In the meantime, league action, Liscard versus Bodmin tonight. And uh, the, well, 
Oh, that's going to be a cracker, I think, isn't it? Because Bodmin obviously had a bit of a scare midweek up at uh, Wellington. We all expected them to do a lot better than that result-wise, but they still go through. Looking forward to this one, I suspect. Yes, yeah, and also this guard of I mean, for the last few years, they've probably had the, the oldest set of floodlights I've ever seen. Um, no I thought you were going to say the groundsman. <laughs> well, the, I don't know whether the floodlights are older than the groundsman or not, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, yeah, delighted. I'll, I'll be, I haven't actually seen the new lights up, up close. Obviously, I've seen photographs of them, so it'll be nice to see a game under them. And this guard were very keen to show off the lights and, and have the, the opening game. They've never never had the Friday night opening game before. Uh, and I thought Bobmin were, you know, plum opposition, really, geographically. And, uh, and of course, with Bobmin strengthening in the summer, there'll be a lot of interest. Yeah, that's right. We have to mention it, the COVID-19 um, sort of guidelines, yeah. uh, everything in place for, for that, as far as we know, around, yeah, around know, the yeah. Devon of Cornwall? Yes, I believe so. It is so very difficult because there's so much of it is guidance rather than rule mm-hmm. um, and people's interpretation of of the, the sort of guidance and things. It's a real shame that, that there isn't a sort of body or a person that is an actual expert on all this mm-hmm. to get clarity. And uh, from what I've seen and heard so far, you know, I think all the clubs are doing their best, but some clubs have uh, interpreted it a different way. And of course, some are relying on volunteers in a different way than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping common sense and uh, a bit of forbearance as, as people sort of learn how to do it all correctly. Yeah, common sense. And also, I think uh, we, we need to say people need to get to the games earlier than they, they, than they normally do, because obviously there will be new procedures and things like that. And also limitation, isn't there? So uh, what's it, 300 now for, uh, I would suspect, the majority of yeah, the team? Yeah, yeah, it's 300 pretty well. Um, I, I, there aren't too many fixtures where I think that's a, a real worry, although, of course, tonight's at this guard. Yeah. Uh, I know they are concerned about that. And certainly if you go into this guard tonight, you know, do get it there early. Um, uh, but, you know, track and trace and things, you're right, actually. Get there get there in plenty of time and uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the night out. Yeah, OK. And you're going to be there. So that's your first league game of the season. Yeah. Where are you tomorrow? Uh, back in Cornwall again tomorrow, oh, although no. only just over the yeah, only just over the border though. Uh, I've got a, a lift to Launceston versus Mousel. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, uh, early chance to see Mousel, um, and uh, I believe Launceston are much changed as well. So that, that's my uh, Saturday afternoon. Right. Okay. Transfers. Uh, I know you put up a new batch during the week. Has this summer been any different from any other summer when it comes to transfers? Or have a few clubs been a lot busier than others? I think every year there's a manager goes from somewhere to somewhere and takes lots of players with them. It it varies as to which clubs are affected. But I think over the years I've got used to some clubs signing lots of players, some clubs losing lots of players. And invariably what tends to happen now that the the match days are are here and team selections are made is some players at clubs that there are too many at will will take the hint that they're not going to get a game and they'll probably drift back to the clubs that are sort of a bit short on numbers. Um, So I I don't think it's anything unusual. It's just that each summer it affects a a different club. Right. Okay. And um, obviously... There's a, a midweek list of games as well for everyone to, to try and get to to watch. Um, where are you off during the week? 
Um, more of a, an East one for me. Obviously, Monday night, there's only the one game, which is Crediton versus Ilfracombe. Uh, Tuesday, I can't resist the temptation to go and watch Holesworthy versus Torrington, which is where <laughs> oh, the Holesworthy manager and yeah, most of his squad are now at Torrington. So I'm guessing that'll be a fairly juicy encounter. <laughs> and uh, Wednesday, East, but with Cornish interest, Ivybridge versus Millbrook. Right, and finally, finally, I, I need to put you on the on you know on the hot spot for this. Who do you fancy out of both divisions to do well? I don't think in the West Division you can look beyond Helston. Uh, they may not want to have the tag of favourites, but I would say they are very, very much firm favourites for the West Division. Um, uh, East Division, I think, will be a, a lot closer. I will hedge my bets and say. Ilfracombe or Columpton. Columpton, but it will be a it, but there will be a lot more sort of drop points and twists and turns, I think, in the East Division than there will be in the West Division. Right. Okay. Well, we'll we'll remind you about that uh, come April May time. Uh, when's the season due to finish? At the moment, there are fixtures up to Easter. Um, uh, with a couple of postponements I've had to do with the FA Cup, I've now chucked a couple in on April the tenth. My plan is that the May Day weekend, of which is Saturday the 1st and Monday the 3rd of May, I'd like to think we'd finish the league by then. There's a certain sort of freedom within the, the, the schedules to, to go into May, although there, there's some question mark there about how far into May and whether some clubs in playoffs might have to finish earlier. Right. But I'm aiming for that sort of May Day bank holiday weekend to finish the league programme. Okay. And also we must remember, because of last season not happening, it means that the top two from each of the East and the West can go up. Or will go up or can go up? Uh, Well, will go up. (laughs) uh, But again, we've got this sort of um, asterisk that um, a club can make a case to the FA uh, to, to not be promoted. Normally, the, the rule would be that if you don't go up, then you must go down. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a certain element of common sense, it, it, particularly now Corona's come along. There's, there's actually an extra string to the bow, really, for a club that sort of can argue that they just simply couldn't afford it. Right. Okay. Right. That's it for I think for the moment. Have we covered everything off so that we can get off and get ready to go. I think so. Right. I think so. Looking forward to it. I'll see you tonight. <laughs> Will do. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Blissgard versus Bobman tonight. Uh, what can we expect from this one then, Rappo? Yeah, it'd be good to catch up with Phil at, at Luxport tonight, Deke's on it. Hopefully be a be a cracking game against Gilby's new look Bobman, mate. I've, yeah, it sounds good, mate. You know, it sounds like Blissgard have got a good young side together, mate, and you know, they've played together for quite a few years as well, mate. Yeah, they've added a few, but they've got a nucleus of that team that's played together. Obviously, you know, Luke Willem and goal, mate, is signed. So, you know, we know Luke from County Youth, mate. We know how good a keeper he can be. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to seeing Gilby's new look bottom inside, really, mate. And and they've had a tough game, mate, haven't they, to be honest, you know, three days ago. So will that sort of have a factor, mate? I don't know, them playing Tuesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. I suppose this score, you know, might work in their favour a little bit. But, yeah, looking forward to that, mate. And Phil's done all right, mate. He's got lumps and bows on Saturday as well and a couple of decent games for him to start with. And Oles really Torrington on Tuesday leagues. Well, uh, I wonder if any of the players, mate, will go in the wrong dressing room. 
that's if they that's if they're allowed to go in either changing room. But... Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it's good to know as well, mate. Like Phil said, mate. You know, if you finish top two in either league, you can you can get promoted sort of this season, mate. So yeah, so that's that's good news, mate. It's something to aim for, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that game, mate. Your invite for tea is still on the table from Verdix if you want to come up. Oh, for right. Well, you haven't mentioned it, so I wasn't going to, you know... No, gonna push, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Your own mate pasties being made as we speak, I think, mate. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. OK, looking forward to that. All right. Yeah. And yeah, come up. And, of course, new lights at um, yeah, Max yeah. Park. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Look forward to seeing the lights and the and the two teams, mate. Yeah. Be good to be good to see. It. I hope it's a cracking match, mate. Right. Be good crowd as well, Dix. I think, don't you? I, I think would we might get so, there. Yes. And and again, yeah. And again, everyone's got to get, get there early. Don't forget. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to whack that pasty down, mate, <laughs> and off we go. Isn't it? <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> well, Phil said uh, that. In his piece there, that the East Division could be a close one this season. So uh, we have yeah. two Cornish clubs, of course, in that uh, in that East Division. We we heard from Millbrook last week, and so it's only fair we hear from the other one, Torport Athletic, this week. And first question to Assistant Manager Gary Williams was to find out how their pre-season was. Yeah, it's been good, Dave. It's been nice to get back playing again and uh, you know, back to a bit of normality. It's been a little bit indifferent in terms of results, but we've not been too worried about that. We've We've tried a few different things. We've used it as a time to kind of experiment. Um, we've learned quite a bit about players, systems, um, and I think we're we're in a good place ahead of the season starting there. Yeah, are you a lover of the pre-season friendly or what? Because I, I've seen somewhere that you know coaches just want to get on with the season now. It's sort of dragged on a bit. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those where you can use it for for certain benefits. Um, like I said, results aren't, haven't been overly important for us. It's been more about the performances. Um, training's great, but you know, there's nothing like match fitness, and you do need those games in the legs, particularly when the boys haven't played for you know three or four months. So we, we've used that um, to the best of our ability. We, you know, we always try and have a varied program where we'll play some some sides from you know higher higher level and sides from you know similar or, or maybe a slightly lower level just to give us that kind of range of, of fixtures and challenges and um, and we feel we've done that this pre-season and you know like I say we're we're happy with the way it's gone and just ready to kick on and get started now yeah of course that's one of the uh the one of the perks of being in the east division you can come into Cornwall and play some friendlies can't you <laughs> exactly and it's these teams that you know we're, we're used to playing against um we've got some good relationships with clubs in Cornwall so you know it's you're playing against teams of a technically the same level you know obviously they're in the west league um but certainly challenging games you know as, as we've seen this this pre-season and we've we've been to Lascard and, and Callington Weybridge St Blasey you know and, and they've all presented different tests for us yeah before we talk about new players and stuff like that I have to ask you the question I mean everyone at Tour Point must be so disappointed about the Senior Cup uh, not being completed I guess yeah, really disappointed, Dave. You know, it, you know, to get to the final, everyone was really looking forward to that, and you know, having having that great day out, which which we know it always is on on Easter Monday. Um, we 
we obviously understood the situation, um, certainly with the league, and we'd like to have thought that you know maybe maybe they could have found a way of, of completing the, the competition. I know there was still another semi final to be played, mm. um, but if I look in, in across at Devon, you know, they've they've certainly getting their their cup finals played, which is it's a bit disappointing. We couldn't do the same in Cornwall, but you know I'm sure there's reasons for it. But like you say, we're certainly you know very disappointed having got there. <laughs> um, but we'll have to have to try and do it again this season. Yeah, that's right. Now, any new players signed? Yeah, a few new faces. Um, you know, we've, the pleasing thing for us is we've, we've kept everybody from last year. We've, you know, two or three of our players have turned down, you know, moved to other clubs, which has been really pleasing for us. Um, we've brought in Ben Joyce, um, who's, you know, is a quality mm-hmm. player. Ben Elfit, um, gives us a bit of a competition in the goalkeeper department. Sam West has returned from, from university back to the club, so he's another good addition. Uh, and Jimmy Miller stepping up from the second team. He's a young lad um, and he's got a bright future. So, yeah, in addition to what we had last year, it's it's actually looking quite quite promising. How do you keep two goalies happy? Very difficult at the moment. Obviously, <laughs> you know, pre-season um, we've we've kind of tried to to share it around a little bit. Ben's actually he's away working for a couple of months, so. Uh, that will probably help our situation, if you like. But I think it's it's one of them positions where it's very hard to do, but you do also need that competition um, so that people don't get complacent. But we've got two good goalkeepers there, and you know whoever we know is in sticking the sticks for us will we'll do a good job. Mm. Now, three away games to start off with, uh, I think mainly because your pitch is still sort of grassing in a bit, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of work been done over the pitch um, in the last few months, and we've had you know, some help from from Whitsand Bay Golf Club. So the pitch should be like a fairway when we get started. <laughs> should be very nice. But uh, yeah, we we obviously asked the league for some away fixtures to start with. So we start with Torrington on Saturday, um, which will be a tough game. You know, we don't look at their league position from last year. Obviously, they they signed about thirty five players if you look on social media. Yeah, um, that's right. And I know Liam Bartwell, and you know, he's a very good coach, so I know he'll have them them well drilled and organised. So it'll be a tough game. And then we go. You know, some really tough games on the back of that. Bobby Tracy, Brixham and Newton Abbott. Um, three of the teams that I would imagine would be would be up at the top of the league challenging. So we know we've got a, a tough start to the season. Um, but, you know, you relish those kind of games and I'm sure the boys would be up for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I only looked at the first three. I didn't realise you had Newton Abbott after that. But I, I, I guess you'll know after those four games, you know, how you... Well, you'll have an indication, won't you, as to how your season might go. Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be a good indicator because, like I say, you know, Brixham were up there last year, and you know we had a, a tough game against them. We know they'll be they'll be one of the top teams. Bobby Tracy obviously were flying last year, although they had a lot of games left to play. Um, I know they've had a lot of changes at the club, so that'd be an interesting one. And Newton Abbott, you know, from what I've heard in pre-season, are looking really strong and, and playing some really good stuff. So, you know, once you've played those sorts of teams, we'll know where we are and you know the levels that we need to get to to, to compete. Yeah, well, we wish you the best of luck with that, Gary. It's been a well, it's been a long, long wait, isn't it? Until uh, your first game is going to start uh, on Saturday. Uh, you know, the players. I've heard two different stories. You know, some players are fed up. They've had to, you know, to wait so long. They've actually gone off and and started playing golf and stuff like that. Whereas <laughs> others, others are really angling to, to get back to the game. Uh, it's been difficult, I guess, for you and Dean to keep the interest going. Yeah, we were quite conscious of that, um, and we didn't want to start training too early because until we had a start date for the season, you know, our kind of perspective was, well, we won't start pre-season training because we could end up pre-season training for about three months. <laughs> and once we got the start date for the season, that gave us obviously something to work back from. We then kind of put our pre-season program together and worked from there. Um, and we thought that was the best way of doing it to keep everybody kind of hungry and you know ready to go, rather than like I say. 
having been doing pre-season training for two, three months, and you almost get to a point where it becomes a bit monotonous. We hope we've done it the right way and that the lads are certainly chomping at the bit for Saturday. Yeah. Well, let's hope that you, you do stay on the fairway and you don't end up in the rough, eh? Well, if it's anything like my golf day, then we're not going not to do too well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thanks, Gary. All the best for the season and uh, we'll keep in touch. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you, Dave. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. So, pre-season for Tour Point. Um, well... Good for getting match fitness, um, is what Gary said, I think. And that's what it's all about, really, I suppose, isn't it, pre-season? You don't take yeah. too much notice of the results. No, results don't matter like that. It's, it's nice to you know, do well, isn't it? But I, I watched him actually, Dixon, pre-season at, at Blazy, mate. And it was a cracking 5-3 win for Blazy. But, you know, Torpoint looked good. Well, look. A bit like Blakey, he looked good going forward, but a little bit dodgy at the back. But, well, I've got to say, mate, um, you know, I don't want to ramble on here, Dix, but I've got a feeling I might, mate. <laughs> but um, Gary's very magnanimous, mate, about the senior cup, I thought. You know, I'm not sure I would have taken it as well, to be honest, mate. I've, you know, personally, mate, I think the FA could have played the, the two matches needed, mate, early this season in midweek, to be honest, though. I don't know what you think, mate, but... Yeah, you know, point already waiting in the final for the winners of the other semi-final. You know, it's two games. So Devon have managed it, haven't they? So, you know, you see Mount Gold last week and their celebrations after their penalty shootout win. Beach, you know, I think I think we could have done the same. In in, me, in my humble opinion, mate, you know, I think we could have done the same. I've got a lot of respect for Torpoint, mate. Obviously, my old mate Steve-O, you know, Ian and Paul, over the years, mate, but but especially recently, Dix, where, where they had a triple whammy, I, I think, mate, last season, you know, no no invite to the charity cup, then they've chucked into the Southwest Peninsula League East Division, on top of that, they haven't won the Cornwall Senior Cup since 1995, and I should know, mate, because I played in that final and lost to them, <laughs> and then they get to the Senior Cup final, mate, and told it's been expunged as well, as well as their league season, in which were they were up there challenging for the title as well, really, Dix, weren't they? Mm. So, so it's, do, it's a full away, Rami. Do, do I get much the, Sorry, mate. Do I get the feeling you feel quite strong on this subject? <laughs> I mean, how much bad luck can one club have? Like, you know, to be honest, Dixon, and they're a good club to all point, mate. You know, I like to all point. So, well, I really, really hope this season, mate, it is a great one for them, mate. And, you know, best of luck to Gary and Dino, mate, with that one. You know, I hope they really do well, mate. Have a great season. Mm. Yeah, I have to say it is quite interesting, really, the, the, the cup situation, because you're dead right in saying Devon somehow were able to do it so why yeah. couldn't Cornwall um, well only Cornwall FA I suppose really know the answer to that um, I, I, somewhere in the back of my mind I've got it thinking that if they did it for one competition they would have to do it for all the competitions they run and perhaps that was it was still a bit of an unknown as to when the season might start and so they they knocked it on the head I don't know um, mm-hmm. anyone from the county FA that might be listening to this feel free to get in touch with us and, uh, you know, perhaps tell us the, the definitive answer as to why why they yeah. played the Senior Cup. As you say, two games left. It would have been a good pre-season exactly. sort of, you know, taster, wouldn't it? So, uh, That's right, mate. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Personally, think it could have been done, Dix, but, you know. Okay. Now, tricky start for um, Torpoint, as we heard from Gary there. Tarnton, um 
who we don't quite know what they're going to be like. And then Bobby Tracy, Brixham and Newton Abbott. But mm -hmm. the one thing I'm a bit concerned about, and I don't know what you think about this, Rafa, but Gary's golf sounded a bit dodgy too, didn't it? It did, mate, didn't it? <laughs> Right, it's back to Matt Cusack, and let's hear his thoughts now as a neutral. I thought um, it'd be interesting to hear what Matt had to say about the new South West Peninsula League campaign. We've really got you on to talk about the South West Peninsula League, haven't we? And, and uh, I can say to you now, you as a neutral, to hear your thoughts on, on how the season might pan out mainly in the West Division. Uh, how do you see it going from, from what you've heard? And you know, you've probably got, you know, more than an ear on the, on the ground as to what's happening around the place. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just got to look at the, the, the top teams from last year. So, so I think looking at, you know, that, that top sort of four or five from last year, it looks as if St. Austin was a bit of a rebuild. Um, so I don't foresee perhaps them making that top four this year. I think that the top three that were there or thereabouts, so your Mausols, your Helsons and Soltaf will be there again. But I think um, the Bobman have recruited well and I think they might be the team that puts the cat amongst the pigeons to speak um, and, and could upset one or two. Uh, St. Blazer have recruited well and I think they will push higher up the division as well. Um, so, uh, you know, I've not really heard too much about other teams around the league in terms of their recruitment, but um, just seeing on the Twitter and stuff, um, there's been you know, lots of noise made around sort of Saltash, Helston's, uh, not a lot on Mosul, but I just felt that they, they they finished the season really well last year, and after you know their their sort of rocky start, you know Jake got them playing some free flowing football, and they picked up a, a lot of good results, and uh, they finished really strongly. And I just see them sort of hitting the ground running again. I think Helston do the same. Um, Saltash have been there or thereabouts you know the last three or four years, and they'll be in amongst it again. And then I think there'll be the resurgence of Bobman. So I think it'll be more at a more exciting league next year. And that's not, you know, discounting Falmouth as well um, in that mix. So, um, so yeah, I think it will certainly be um, tighter at the top than it was, say, last year. Tighter at the top. But us neutrals, we could do with Helston losing early on, couldn't we, really? Just to make it show that they're not invincible. Because I think we're, you know, deep down we're all thinking, you know, it's theirs to lose. Um, yeah, well, obviously they're on an incredible run, weren't they, last year in the league? Um, I, I think... Well, with the other strengthen around the top, I'd be surprised if they did that again. Um, and, you know, full credit to them if, if they do. Um, I, I would have thought that Mass would want to uh, attack, you know, a lot of the competitions this season. I mean, last year they were, um, I think they, they exited the, the cup competitions, didn't they? The Vars and the, the Cornwall Senior Cups of were pretty early on. Um, so when you exit cup competitions, you're able to focus more on things like league campaigns. So, you know, credit to them for doing that. They've built up a, a huge run. Um, but I would have thought with the squad that he's assembled there that they would have won an attack all fronts. As I know that, that Soltash would. I'm sure Bobman will be the same. Um, and I'll see Mosor in the Vars this year as well. So I think that's the beauty of it, Dave. Um, you know, people can put on title challenges and things like that. But I think the really effective teams are the ones that are trying to, you know, dominate on all fronts. And I know that's where we certainly tried to get to over the past few years. And, uh, you know, it's not an easy task. So I'd be surprised because I think Helsing will want to attack all fronts this season. I'd be surprised if they put a big, like, um, 20 something run again of straight wins in the league. Um, so I just don't think football works like that. But, you know, that's just my opinion. And as a manager, I mean, Helston, they've got more or less uh, two players for each position now in their squad. It must be difficult, though, to keep everyone happy. I mean, how do you do it? I think you just uh, just demand sort of, you know, 
allow the players to set the standards. And uh, if you've got people playing on performances, as opposed to perhaps a name of who they are, and you hold people accountable to that level of performance, then it, it, it's not as hard as it might seem to rotate people, because I'm a firm believer that all players in a season will go in and out of form at some point. And I'm not saying that you know someone just has one bad game and then they're just hooked out the team, but you, you can sort of see it as a manager. But if someone's having a, a bit of a difficult run, then I think that's the time to rotate them. And if they've got two players for every position, then I'm sure you know, Mass and Glenn will do that at the right time. With, with the modern day game, I mean, you touched on the word rotation, and obviously we see it a lot at the professional level, the top level. Is it easier now to, to tell a player that he's not playing because of that this rotation theme? Um, no, no, I wouldn't say it's easier because obviously the players want to play. So, you know, they're giving up their time. It's their hobby at the end of the day. And, um, you know, they, they may have to travel as well to go and sit on a bench and not be included at all in certain circumstances if the squad's that big. So it's certainly not easier. Um, but, but I think if you have an ethos that, you know, if you play well, you keep your shirt and you, and you hold yourself true to that word. It's not always possible because of injuries and stuff like that. But, um, if you hold yourself true to the, to that, you know, those values, um, and the players see that and that becomes part of your culture, then I think you just get that extra buy-in from the lads mm. and then they kind of accept it. Along the way, Sodash, as, whilst you were a manager, you, you were one of the most consistent sides in the league, weren't you? What about Gilby at Bodmin? I mean, he seems to have got that enthusiasm back now. We spoke to him last week and we spoke to him during the summer. They've signed players. Um, they're back in the hunt now, aren't they? For sure. For sure, and um, you know Gilby, and, 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 and I think like you, know, you talk about football teams needing like a mix of all different ingredients in terms of the attributes of your players, but I think your management staff and your coaching team has to have, you know has to have the same. So I think perhaps what Gilby's in, it, I think he's he said that on one of your podcasts that he's missed um, over the past few seasons. Maybe someone like Gary coming in and uh, you know laying a little foundation for him to be working off of a blueprint, if you will. Um, from what I'm led to believe, from what I'm reading, that that's exactly what he's done. And uh, he's given the lads a belief in a system of play. And so I think they'll be much more organised. But then on top of that, you've got the experience of Gilby and Allen as well to draw upon from a managerial perspective. And that's why I think the signings have made that they'll be the team uh, that might surprise everybody. And it will certainly propel themselves back into that title race because, um, as he said, Gilby, the past sort of um, week or two in, in the podcast review, uh, they've perhaps just been off that a little uh, the past few years and they've been on a rebuild themselves or whatever. So I think, you know, that they will attack the season this season as well. And, of course, that result against Wellington in the FA Cup, they were 2-0 down early on. They came back in the last, what, seven minutes to, to equalise and then go through on penalties. It'll be interesting to see the reaction now, won't it? You know, whether they'll go on strength to strength from that or, or whether Gilby might have a rethink with Gary and Allen and, and uh, perhaps uh, get some new, you know, some more new phases in, do you think, or what? Uh, I don't really know the ins and outs of their squad. I'd be surprised if they're signing new people um, unless that they really need to. You know, I think when you when you're signing people, it's because you have a deficit in your own squad. You have a need for a certain person uh, to come and play for you, and if you identify a target, then you'll go in for that target. But um, from what I've read, I think he's fairly happy when he gets everybody there. That is that, that he's happy with the squad, and I'd be surprised. That if he comes in and you know, rings the changes now after that game and left it's forced upon him, because um, you would think that after a victory like that, being 2 0 down with seven to play and then going through on penalties, that that would give him great momentum and enthusiasm going into the weekend's campaign. Uh, and final word on, on the on the West Division, St Allstall, uh, uh, very much a rebuild plan there at Polter. 
It's going to be difficult for Sparky, isn't it, in the sense that they've been used to success over the last decade. But he's also given opportunity, isn't he? I'm led to believe that he's uh, promoted a number of players from their second team up to their first team. Uh, he's got the experience, Jason Chapman in goal, who helped guide those youngsters. Um, so I think it will be a, a good building block for them. And maybe they've taken a step back to take two forward in the future. Um, you know, you look at the, the team that they had last year, they had players that um, have been around that sort of scene for a number of years now and, and they've moved on to pastures new. So I, I think, you know, it might be a, just a, a much more youthful Senostal. And I'm sure um, with the pedigree that the manager's got, that he'll have them playing the way he wants them to play. Um, you know, within this new campaign, but it might just be that they, they perhaps don't hit the heights of what they achieved last season. But, you know, sometimes you make that sacrifice for the greater good in the future. Yeah. Uh, and final words sort of on the peninsula. Torpoint and Millbrook, we can't forget them. Um, we, we tend to, to some extent, because they're in the east. But um, I have to feel for them because they, they had cup runs last season, which they never got to finish. That must have been so disappointing, mustn't it? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. You know, to a point, I've made the, the Senior Cup final for the first time in a number of years. And uh, Millbrook as well um, went through to a, the semi-final and uh, also had another semi-final to play. Uh, so so they would have been you know, disappointed um, for sure. But but I fully expect, you know, the, the old Southwest Peninsula stars, if you will, so your tall points, your, your Millbrooks, I know we're talking about Cornish football, but even your Ivy Bridges, Elberton have recruited well, those, those teams that made up the former Premier Division. Um, I think they will all go on to occupy the top half of that table and be challenging for honours for sure. And do you think that the long layoff we've had is beneficial to you guys that are managing teams? You know, are the players really keen to get back out onto the pitch and, and give it their all? Or are we going to lose yeah, they, some along the way? They, they are now. They are now. I think at the start when we first went back, it was... Um, a little bit of a blind leading the blind in the sense that we knew that we kind of had to get them back because you're hearing murmurs that football might return at a certain date, but with no definite date. So you're kind of taking a gamble. I mean, well, us personally, we went back a little bit uh, earlier than most that were doing it at that time. We had new personnel to try and embed. Um, so, so we felt that we got that right because our fitness levels have been very, very good and we finished games strongly so far. Um, but, but I think the players themselves have been itching to get out, Dave, but, but not just in football, just generally in society, isn't it? People yeah. are itching to get back out and play golf or get back to you know, gyms or whatever it is that they do. Um, I think people are just eager to get back out there, and, and footballers in particular. Our availability has been pretty good, um, you know, with, uh, bar uh, injuries. So I think, yeah, I think generally maybe just for this summer, given that not a lot of people are perhaps taking holidays and stuff, um, abroad, that is, that that practice availability will be a little bit better for teams um, with the exception of injuries and therefore I think the lads, you know, uh, do you want to get back out there? And as do we, we, we all want football back. Yeah, and Hallen, uh, away on Saturday, your first game in the Western League. What's the change room like after the game last night? Yeah, it was obviously a disappointment, but I think you've, you've got to be reflective and, um, you know, like I say, we, I felt that we asked a lot of questions of the Saltaf second half and, you know, that, that they answered them in a way because they defended so well. Um, but uh, I, I didn't feel that perhaps, you know, it's important to keep it in context. As I say, the first 10-15, I thought we started really strongly. Then I felt they came into the game and, and played some good football and created a few opportunities themselves. Um, they scored, disappointingly from us, they scored in, in a transition and, and it's been our Achilles heel, if you will, in our pre-season where we keep conceding goals where we're on the front foot and 10 seconds later we're picking it out of our net. So, um, and they scored it in that period and they had a little period themselves. Um, and then we rallied just a little bit before half time and then they say the second half 
and we've made three changes. We've thrown absolutely everything at them, and uh, you know they've, they've managed to keep it out on the night. And um, you know, putting bodies on the line, which is what the you know the best teams and best defenders do. And uh, you know, knowing that if they just get to ninety minutes, it goes to a penalty shootout, and then it's a lottery. And as I say, we've dismissed the one. Now, to be fair, Dave, the the, the quality of, of penalties taken from both sides was very very good. And uh, you know, we just missed the one, leaving that one. It was on target. Keepers dived and saved it. I don't think anybody actually missed the target at all. Well, they obviously didn't. So they scored all theirs. But um, you know, we look at penalties and, and people are. Are putting them right in the corner, you know, the keepers diving the right way for for both teams and not getting there. It just shows you the standard of the penalty that was going on. But um, yeah, but for us, you know, obviously that they were disappointed because it's a it's a money spinner for clubs, isn't it? The FA mm-hmm. Cup in particular, um, and so. Yeah, you know, we, we were disappointed, but at the same time, we were reflective. We threw everything at them second half. We asked them lots of questions. I didn't feel that like they asked us that many second half, to be fair. Uh, they spent a lot of time on the back foot, but, you know, credit to them. They managed to be resilient on the day and that they held out for the penalty shootout and got the win. So, so you know, good luck to them in the next round. And uh, we've just got to dust ourselves down and, and, you know, attack the season's campaign on Saturday now. Um, we can't dwell on what's happened uh, last night. We've got to, you know, move forward and move forward quickly because, you know, we've got high expectations in the league this season. Mm. Uh, and the penalty shootout, did I see, am I right in thinking Dave Barker took the last one? Yes, he did, yeah. yeah. So you knew he was yeah. going to score, didn't you? Well, yeah, he's going to score a long penalty spark. I don't think I've seen him this one, to be fair. Um, but I also knew where he was going, so I tried to tip the keeper off, and it went, went the right way. But, uh, yeah, he just couldn't get it. It was right in the corner. I had that chat with Barks after, actually. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, as I say, uh, I think, to be fair, Saltash over the years, we've had a pretty good record in shootouts. Mm. So, um, you know, that is something that, we, that we've that we managed to change there. And, um, you know, they, they seem to remain calm under the pressure. You know, I think there's a home crowd there last night. And it, and it was great to have the supporters back, Dave, you know, um, whether there were Parkway fans, Saltash fans or neutrals in there. It was just better to have people back at football grounds again. And, uh, you know, they, I, I guess from a neutral's perspective, they, they had a treat because they had goals in the game and they had a penalty shootout to watch as well. So, um, But yeah, you know, it was what it was and uh, we'll move on to Saturday now. Yeah, and uh, we wish you the best of luck with that, Matt. Obviously, good to, to have you on the podcast. Um, we'll be watching uh, Partway's season as it unfolds and, uh, well, good luck. Thank you, Dave. All the best, mate. Your Cornish Podcast. Lots there from Matt uh, on the Southwest Peninsula League. Of course, he's now involved in the Western League with Plymouth Parkway, but uh, still good to hear his thoughts um, because uh, I'm assuming, Rappo, that he still knows a lot about what's going on on the scene, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, mate. I think there's many around that knows, you know, much more than Matt. He is there as a coach or a manager, mate. Top bad, isn't he? Oh, I know what I forgot to ask him. Oh. What's that, mate? I wonder if his, how his beard's getting on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a big one by now, I think, mate. I think he's yeah, had it a bit shaped and tidied up a bit, I think. So, yeah. So, not so bad. So, anyway, you, but, might, have but, have it, uh, you might have to have it all shaved off if, if they lose again, surely. But, um, they lose money, mate. Will they? Actually, they, it's a difficult one, that isn't it? Because you know, they didn't actually lose the game. No, they lost the tie, no. but they didn't lose the game. It was one all, wasn't it? But, uh, but exactly, mate. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, they would have expected to win, no doubt. So, but we, yeah. we won't mention yeah. that, right? Okay. No, Big question everyone wants to know is: Will Helston start off where they left off last season? 
Cam Weldon spoke to Goldie about it. You now go to Weybridge on Saturday. Are you looking forward to that one? Yeah, definitely. Um, pre-season's been a bit up and down. Teams pulling out, this, that and the other. We can't, can't get friendlies um, for whatever reason. Um, we've got a very big squad. Um, so, I mean, this, this is my first 90 minutes in a very long time. Um, so, hopefully, we get the side settled um, and we can kick on now Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, you know, uh, twice a week we're playing. So, hopefully, yeah, we can start getting an understanding with the new boys. I think Tins was superb right back on his debut. Um, so, yeah, just building, building, keep slowly building. We don't want to be full tilt yet. We know we're not the way off it. But, yeah, if we can just keep going, keep the ball rolling, game sticking fast enough, um, that's the main thing. Keep ticking them off. And is the aim solely this season to finish what you couldn't finish last year? 100%. 100%. Everyone, everyone is out there to beat Elston. Um, there's no denying that. Um, so we've just got to stay disciplined. I think the league's going to be a lot harder. You've got teams like St. Blasey. Um, they've strengthened a lot. Bob Min, Gilby's putting a hell of a side together. Great manager. He'll get them playing. Um, obviously, Mousel, Saltash, um, Falmouth. Westy's always got them well organised down there. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot more competitive this season, I think. Um, and it's going to be a lot harder league to win. But... Yeah, objective is exactly the same. Cup run, FA Vars, FA Cup, um, league win. That's the aim. Always has to be. Thanks again to Pyrrhon Films for uh, uh, allowing us to play that audio. Um, just a bit there, we heard Mark Goldsworthy talking to Cam after their midweek match. Um, interesting, Rappo, that uh, Goldie saying they're still bedding in, but everyone is out there to beat Helston. Well, I suppose everyone will be, won't they? Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, like, you know, that's, a, that's a, um, a compliment, though, isn't it, to Helston? It is, mate, yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, we sort of had it at Falmouth back in the day, Dave, and every game's an old game, you know, because, you know, you're the champions, or well, well actually the champions should have been, but, um, but you, you know, you're the sort of champions. Everyone wants to come to your, you know, your place and, and sort of it's, it's a big day out of the season, isn't it, coming to sort of, well, back in the day, you know, Bickman Park or whatever, Dave, it was a, you know, everyone sort of come and give a little bit extra, I think, mate, you know, and when you go to their grounds, it's, you know, they tend to get more people turning up than they normally do, and, and they see it as a big chance to take a, a big sort of scalp, like, mate, don't they? So, it is, you know, every game is difficult, mate, you know, I know it's an old cliche, mate, isn't it, but every game's difficult, but when you are a top side, mate, I think you are there to sort of be shot at, if you like, mate, aren't you, really? Mm. And uh, I get the feeling everyone is expecting, uh, although, you know, we, we all expect Helston to do very well, we're also expecting the league to be harder, more difficult, um, a few more clubs involved, aren't we? Yeah, I think like Matt, Matt he said, didn't he, mate, in his interview, I think there is, I think there is a, a bit like the Premier League in a way, Dave, I think there is like a, a, a definite sort of top six, mate, with with two or three that could sort of, been not too far away and behind that, mate, really. So, you know, you look at the you know, Mosel will be good with Ashley, mate. Gilby's improved that Bogman side. Houston and Salt Ash last season, mate, spoke for herself. You know, I know Westy will do a great job at Formula for that fantastic support of the F Troop. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of other teams that got a little bit better as well. So, you know, it could be, yeah, I think it will be definitely stronger, mate, don't you? Definitely mm. a tighter league. Goldie mentioned St Blasey there, um, so yeah. we had to get the two managers on, Sean Vincent and Matt Hayden, and uh, we start by talking to Matt about the busy pre-season at Blasey. I'll tell you what, it's been really busy, we've, um, we're not just on the pitch, I mean Paul and a few other volunteers down there, they've been getting the, doing loads of painting, getting the pitch ready, um, not only that, we've been, we've renovated the changing room, that's all been done, 
Um, we started training uh, throughout July. We trained all the way through July and then started filled, basically just filled August with pre-season games, playing twice a week. So, yeah, if, it does feel like we've played half a season already to be fair, before we've even got going. And, Sean, when we saw that photograph of the goalmouth dug up, did you ever expect it to be ready for the season? No, not no, because obviously that was at a time where nobody really knew what was happening, um, just generally in society, to be honest. And obviously, the you know the goalmouth was dug out. We couldn't even see Paul down there. You know, it was that deep, and you just think, well, you know, we're never going to get round to it. And then all of a sudden, here we are now. It's right on top of us. And we're a couple of days away from the season, and you know all the hard work that they put in down there to get things ready for us. You know, when obviously we've done our side as well. We're getting the squad ready, and you know, hopefully we're. We're ready to go for Saturday. Yeah, and, and Sean, how big a squad have you actually got? How many players have you got signed on and, and you know, you're going to be working with uh, each game? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's something, like, obviously, me and Matt have discussed. We, we've, we're carrying quite, quite a big squad, really. I think we're probably at 21, 22 players. Um, when we got full availability, obviously, we're going to have a couple of headaches. Um, we've retained the majority of last season's squad. There's only one or two that decided to, to go elsewhere. And we've obviously brought in six or seven that we feel will improve upon what we had last year. And obviously, there's a, obviously a few lads who stuck around because you know they enjoy they enjoyed what what we're trying to do. Yeah, it just comes down to you know the pre-season who's performed well. They obviously we picked up a few knocks and a few injuries, so the actual size of the squad actually does a few favours. Obviously, leading into this South Ash game because some of the knocks we've had, it means we're still going into it with a strong squad. Uh, and Matt, do you feel that there's now real pressure on you two guys to get it together down there because? You know, let's be fair, you, you, you know, St. Blasey Football Club seem to have given you a, a free hand as to, you know, what players you need. Um, to be honest, like most, well, I'll say like most clubs, um, down at Blasey, we're definitely under a set budget. Um, but we've, we've got people in who are buying into what me and Sean are doing. It's a great club. It's a great pitch. It's one of the best clubs and pitches around in Cornwall. So that helped in our favour massively. But throughout last season and throughout pre-season lads have seen what we're trying to achieve and words got around the kind of pe- kind of dressing room we've got the kind of lads we've got and we we haven't gone out and like broke the bank at all really like not at all um, the players we've got I mean could easily be on probably double of what they're on now with the quality that they're bringing in um, and that we're seeing at pre-season so um, yeah we've got some big players in I, I'm not doubting that but we've done it um without breaking a bank purely because like in regards to the money side of things I wouldn't say we're up there with other clubs in the league mm. Sean out of all the players you've signed who are the ones that you, you're really looking forward to seeing out there on the pitch you know who, who are the ones that will get you excited well the, I, I don't really want to sort of um, pinpoint and, and pick sort of an individual as such you know, obviously, you know, me and Matt being managers, we don't really want to go down that road. But I think people can see from some of our performances pre-season, we're probably going to score a lot of goals. Obviously, Dan Perryman's come in, who, who was a top scorer for St. Austell last season. Um, Luke Cloak, who floated around the Western League with Tavistock and had spells with Bobman and Torpoint. You know, he's got goals in him. Jack Alexander's still with us. He was our top scorer last year. Jake Miller's a goal-scoring midfielder. So, you know, the way we look at it, 
you know, we, we've built a side that are capable of scoring goals, which is probably where we felt we, we lacked last season. We felt there was a lot of games that we were competitive and we were we were in amongst the chance of winning games in most sides, really. Um, there was just games where we probably just failed to take our chances and, and that's the route we've gone down to try and address that situation. And over pre-season, it looks like, we, it, it, you know, we're, we're halfway there. What about defenders, though? Have you got any defenders? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we, uh, Sam Cooper's come in. He's been at the club before. You know, Sam's been around, uh, been around for a while now. Um, and Jordan Duffy and Go has come in to, to alongside Brody. Um, yeah, I think it's just the, the way we've sort of gone about it pre-season, the way we we try to play. We're trying to play, you know, quite open and attacking football, really, um, just to try, like you say, just to try and create create that excitement and, and score a few goals. And it's probably left us a little bit open at times. And there's a couple of new players playing and, and a few new ideas chucked in from Luke, the coach, and. Uh, who's come down with us now and, and me and Matt were just trying to play a little bit of a different way and we've probably left ourselves a bit open in a couple of the friendlies but it's it's, cra- it's created some entertainment though <laughs> <laughs> That's right uh, and Matt sold out Saturday couldn't be a, a more difficult match could it? If you go off the team they had last year then yeah it would have been probably one of the hardest um, games you go up against but I mean uh, no disrespect obviously to Dane Bunny he's obviously classy he's, he's there for a reason um, Always had good things about Dane. Um, Matty Cusack is next level. He, like he won Manager of the Year. Uh, Brian Richards, top goal scorer. He won Player of the Year. And with those two going, um, it does sort of it doesn't swing in our favour. But I mean, it helps us out a little bit. Um, they brought in some quality players, but it is going to be a very tough game. It is going to be a tough game. They're going to be up there with the best again. Um, but I'm very confident in what we've done pre-season. And the way we're going to be going into the game, uh, with the players we've got, the way we're going to be shaping up, I'm very confident we could go there and get a result, yeah. OK, now, I won't hold you up anymore because uh, you've told me that you're out for dinner tonight. Uh, the whole squad. Now, Sean, is it true that you're buying all the beer? Uh, no, I definitely won't be, no. But, no, the, basically the idea was, Dave, to be honest, as, as Matt said earlier, we've worked, worked hard over the pre-season, as, as obviously most clubs have. Um, we've played quite a lot of midweek friendlies, Saturday friendlies, and we just sort of thought, you know, with the salt ass game coming up, you know, we've picked up a few knocks, and, you know, rather than running ragged again on a Wednesday night, they've worked, they've worked hard, they've proved their fitness levels. You know, let's all get together, we'll have a meal, we'll have, a, you know, a couple of pints at, at most. Um, and, you know, we'll have that little bit of um, that little bit of team bonding before we go into Saturday's game really that was just the thinking behind it right so which one of you two is going to look after the other one <laughs> I think I think I think we both know exactly how that goes <laughs> yeah right well yeah leave us guessing we don't want to know the answer to that but have a great time and uh, well all be well I should be up there Kimberley on Saturday and see you guys in action now that we've both seen some plays, haven't we, in the pre-season, yeah. loads of players coming in, um, but mainly attackers, aren't they? So I, th- I think Siblazi could be the, the team to follow if you want goals and entertainment. That's exactly what I put. So, I mean, absolutely, you know, the, the games I saw were fantastic to watch, right, going forward. You know, full of goals, um, but I just think they might ship a few in at the other end. I'm, sh- I'm sure Matt and Sean have got plans for that side of it, mate. But well, they got um, they're but, two goalies, haven't they? 
Yeah, got two keepers. I'd probably need to chuck them both in, mate. <laughs> but I wonder if you could do that, mate. Have nine outfield players and chuck your two keepers in. <laughs> that might sort it out, mate, because they're definitely going to score a couple at the other end. Yeah. But um, but no, mate. I, I I think if you want to, you know, get a season ticket, mate, Blaze Park's a place to see, mate. <laughs> you know, to see the see goals if you'll see plenty of them, I reckon, mate. But but no, seriously, I, mean, I think Sean and Matt, you know done a great job at Blazy personally man. I think they've built up an exciting side there um, you know but pretty tough start for them mate isn't it playing Salt Ash away they seem fairly confident to get a result um, how do you feel that yeah. they might go um, well it'd be great wouldn't it if they did mate you know I mean that would be sometimes like Dicks. I think it, you know to put it, it if you are sort of like a mid-table side from sort of last season or or, or even less, you know, it, it's good probably to play your Alstons and your Salt Ashes and Borkmans, mate. It might be better to play in first game rather than, you know, like 10 games in, mate, when they're flying, if you know what I mean, Dick. So, mm. you know, I think you can catch these bigger teams out early, mate, can't you? You know, maybe you've got a better chance of beating them in the first two or three games than you would have you know, once they're into their season with their systems and a dozen games in, you know, where they've settled in, the new signings have settled, you know, they're more sort of cohesive. So a bit more of a shake to them, mate. I think you might have a better chance of catching them on the op early doors. So, yeah, I can see that sort of uh, point of view. But uh, it's, um, but for me, mate, it's 4-2 so ash. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, there'll be goals. Yeah, there'll be goals, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting because obviously, um, Sordash had a great result Tuesday night, so they'll, they'll be pretty high after that one. But could that be the time when they just, you know, uh, um, yeah. sort of let St. Blazy in or not? I don't know. But, um, that's right. But after the Lord and Yeah, that's right. I mean, St. Blazy, yeah. they, they got Sordash away on. on Saturday, and then they've not got a bad run actually. They're, they're home, their next three games are all home Newquay, Callington, and Liscard before they play Bishop Lydiard in the Vaz. So, um, um, yeah. you know, they, they could get a few points on board, couldn't they? they could, yeah, I think they will. That's the I think, yeah, Blazy, you know, from what I've seen, I think they'll do well, mate, definitely. I think they'll, yeah, be looking at those three games to pick up. Seven points, I reckon, mate, from those three games. So seven points. So what you're saying is seven points out of their first four games, in effect, aren't you? So uh, because yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> don't seem to good when you put it like that, mate. What do I know, mate? What do I know? I'm just an old ass, then, mate. And <laughs> what do I know about the team these days, mate? Right. Okay. So let, let's. I think we better move on, haven't we, before we yeah. run out of interviewees. Um, now, first game of the league season, as we mentioned, it kicks off tonight. Liscard Athletic versus Bobmin, and a chance to invite Lee Mann. Who? No. Did we ever think we'd get Lee Mann back on the podcast, Repu? After no, no. Um, he was quite a short time at Callington last season. Um, we won't yeah. go into that, but but um, yeah. thanks to Lee for coming back on in, onto the podcast, and uh, let's find out how he's settling in at Liscard's um, Luxport as their new coach. I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying being part with Woodsy and Hodgie. Um, they've welcomed me. The players have welcomed me, um, and it's sort of no different really. Um, I know a lot of the players because I've played with them before, so it was just sort of like going in and sort of putting my stamp on training and coaching. Really, that's about it. Really. Right. But yeah, it's going good. 
Doing good. So what's the exact setup, uh, you know, as far as the, the, the coaching management team goes? Where do you fit into it? So at the moment, I agree to come down as part of a co- coaching. So I do all the training sessions or the warm-ups. And sort of we have a freeway conversation before the game. Um, I have the tr- the pitch as in regards to warming up, getting the lads buzzing before they go in, and and what Hodgie and Woodsy sort of have the change room because, like I said before, I don't like having three three voices in the change room before ten minutes before a game is too many. So I've agreed this year um, to go down. I wasn't really doing anything because Tavi reserve folded, um, so I said I'd come down, do the coaching, be part of it, and see where that takes me because um, I still wanted to be part of a good club. So, right, okay, and any new players to report? Um, so we signed Tommy Norton from Callington, the same as John Ballow, two youngsters that I had at under eighteen level. Um, two guys that I high, um, I hold in high regard. Um, we signed Jake Cribb from Bodmin, um, and Luke Gwillem, who's been, I think, it's one of the star star buys. We well, not buys, but star <laughs> signings we've got. Um, from Camelford because Camelford went in for Launceston's keeper this year so uh, Luke was at the club as a 16 year old kid um, he's gone away come back and he's been absolutely outstanding um, for us um, yeah so other than that we got um, Callum Brown and Tom Manuel that played for Salt as seconds last year as well um, as I said the, the, the starting 11 um, normally speaks for itself and we needed to add depth in the squad for people that can come off the bench and also if players get injured we don't really notice the difference so we've gone for youngsters this time instead of ones that are going to be wanting to play week in week out Um, everyone wants to play but the lads we've signed are under the understanding that they're going to have to work hard to get a place basically Um, so yeah so and they all have they've all earned the spot we have to leave um, let a couple go this this week um, due to obviously not being able to promise them what they want um, and they've left and they're going to go and find football and they're still in contact so you never know what happens in football but um, the 16 we've got we think strong enough this year to go and at least push probably fifth we're not going to win it because there's some big boys in that league um, but we'd like to compete and sort of like you said yeah go with 15, 16 players this year instead of 12, 13 where they were last year mm. um, so yeah Interesting you mentioned there uh, Luke signing for you um, I, I watched a lot of him when he was playing for the County Youth and we got to the final of the, the FA County Youth Cup and uh, yeah. I haven't seen him recently but I've been told that he's filled out he, he's a big guy now as such and you need him to be a big presence don't you now? Yeah it's um, actually really pleasing to see he's a 20 year old lad He's he is some size mind I don't know what they're feeling but he is some size but it's refreshing to see, and it helps the centre-ass from corners and stuff, coming out and punching, coming out and catching from corners. Because I said, he's that build that he's got a presence in the box. And trust me, in, in training sessions where I've been doing like practicing set-pieces and corners and stuff, and he's, I've said, come out and nail me if needed to. And don't worry, he's not shied away from that. He's put me on my backside a couple of <laughs> times. So, so yeah, so he's, he's a young... And what's pleasing about it, he, he wants to learn... He, he realises he's still got to learn, a lot a lot to learn, and he's just a grounded lad, and he's every training session, he puts 100% in, and that's all you can really ask for. Um, and, he, yeah, and like I said, he's a local lad as well, which also helps. Yeah. Now, the, the big question that everyone's asking about Liscard is, is James Lorenz fit? Is he ready to go? 
Um, yes, he is. Um, pleasing. He's he's couple. T- he's gone through a couple t- uh, tackles when we played play, uh, played Lambreth, when we played Millbrook. Um, and yes, it's still in his head. I believe it's still in his head. But the lad is twenty. He's fresh. Um, the time he's had off and also the COVID's helped, I think. Um, but scoring. He's, he's missed a couple, but like I said, he scored six in the last two games. Um, and in my opinion, one-on-one, no defender's not going to like playing against him this year. He's, he's, yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Okay, and of course, uh, you start your season, you know, very first match of the Southwest Peninsula League this season. Baldwin at home could be a toughy game, couldn't it? It will, it, it will be a toughy game. It, will, it could be. It will be. They had a good result last night, and I congratulate them on that. Because um, I said it's a Cornwall side, and they went and done the business. Two goals in a minute, I think, to take it the penalties, and then they scored. Um, they won on penalties, so which is a good result. Um, but yeah, um, we like to say what we can do is concentrate on ourselves, turn up, um, ready to go to battle. Um, because I'm not, I. I haven't seen it, but I know Bobman and Liscard in the past um, have been in some battles. And like I said, we've got some very good players. Jared Woods, Tom Savvy, um, James Lorenz, Tom Cleveland, um, Lyle Johnson, all them players that have been at that level now. Um, and that's what I've been saying is more pre-season. It's time to now to be stood up and be counted. Um, and they've got a very good side. So like I said, like Darren said, the other, I think it was last week, it's going to be a tough game for him. It's an opener. Anything can happen. The only advantage I think we've got at the moment is we've got a group of lads that have been together now five, six, six years um, with a few additions where they've had to completely change their squad. So do they know their strongest squad yet? I don't know. But we'll find out Friday, won't we? Um, but looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to Gilby shouting on the touchline and getting frustrated. Um, but also looking looking forward to the game. Because like I said, it's been a long time coming. Um, and we've just got to actually re- relax and enjoy it um, because that's what we've been saying we've missed football for so we've got to just enjoy it and see what comes out of it you know Yeah. Um, but yeah um, looking forward to it looking forward to it OK Lee thanks very much for coming on no uh, problem and, as you said enjoy it no problem thank you very much your Cornish interesting James Lorenz you know this big question is he, is he fit or not um, well he's scoring goals in the friendlies so we have to assume he is fit don't we yeah, that's it. It's, you know, he's a lad that, you know, we both identified, didn't we, mate? You know, like a few years ago, mate, when we watched the County Youth Trials, mate, we're, we're both, we both rate him very highly, big fans of his. And, you know, if he's back fit, he's, he's an handful for any defence in the league, mate, isn't he? Mm. Or none, you know, any defence, mate. So, but it'd be interesting, Doug, it actually, mate, wouldn't it, with old G Woodsy and now Lee in there, mate, as well. <laughs> But, uh, but plenty of football knowledge, mate. Anyway, so, you know, but also released a few players, Lee said, mate, it's quite a nice yes, position for you, right. really. Going back to that dugout, it, you could say that it's almost going to be an X rated dugout, isn't it? I think it will be, don't you, mate? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, mate, it'd be quite an interesting place to stand on Friday night, wouldn't it, with Gilby, Allen. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, <laughs> both sides. Yeah, right. One dugout and Woodsy Ochi and Lee and the other, mate, wouldn't it? I think the dugout will be a show in itself, mate, wouldn't it? The dugouts, but, yeah. but um, be worth a watch. But, um, you know, I know Gary's a gentleman, mate, isn't he? He'll, he'll, he'll bring things. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, no, it's, um, no. I'm looking forward to it, mate. I can't wait for Friday night, actually, mate. We're really looking forward to that game. and 
you know, looking forward to seeing Liscard's lights, mate, and Gilby's new team and see what Liscard got, mate. So, yeah. but but I've uh, got to get there early, mate, haven't I? Well, yes. you'll be all right, mate. But... You and Phil will be all right, but uh, I've got to get there early, haven't I? Who am I, mate, to get there late? <laughs> Everyone get there early, but um, exactly not until exactly. we've got there. So, <laughs> yeah. Right, so talking about getting there, we have got there, Rappo. We made it to the end of this uh, this yeah. packed podcast of uh, guests and interviews. Um, whew, take a breath. Well done, Deeks. Well done for getting all those together, mate. Uh, a bit of a pre, a bit of a pre, a bit of a season preview, mate. Really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we've concentrated a lot on the Peninsula League to. Um, in our first two episodes but obviously as the season goes on we'll have a bit more time to look at the other leagues and see what's happening around the place um, what was I going to say Rappu you didn't say where you're going on Saturday are you are you hoping oh, to no, see Penryn's first win or not yeah yeah I was thinking, well Retrieve United away mate so um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think uh, Take you know boots. after watching that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Pope is that that you know. I think they are struggling that badly, mate. But well, surely not that bad. <laughs> When's the combo season start, mate? I suppose Pope still might have a chance of bringing in a couple of combo players on the bench or whatever, mate. Will he? Or yeah, um, isn't that next Saturday? I think the night. Um, yeah, the twelfth. Sorry. So. Um... Well, is it? Yeah, might just work out lucky then, mate. This week, because I know Penrina. Bare bones, mate. So I think they had a few on the bench. I mean, second team manager, mate. You know, Glenn Patterson actually come on and played centre half last night for seventy minutes, mate. Mm-hmm. You know, Glenn come on and played centre half. So, so yeah. So uh, yeah, bad sort for Penrin, mate. But, but don't write them off yet, everyone. Don't write them off yet. You know, once they get the players back, <laughs> and I think I, I just like quite excited, Deeks, for all, all the leagues to be starting there, mate. And you say Preston League and yeah, Aaron's yeah, and that's right. John, John, brilliant. When you think. Um... It was all a bit unsure, wasn't it, a few weeks ago? So let's exactly, hope yeah. that everyone just enjoys it, makes the most of it, and um, you know we can yeah. get back to some regular football and uh, and uh, everyone's happy. Yeah, that'd be yeah, good. Echo that, mate. Yeah. Brilliant, if mate. if anyone should want to contact us about this episode, you can do so via Twitter. That's uh, at Soccer Podcast, or one word. Rappo is at Mark Rapsy One. And if you want to get hold of me via email, it's davedeacon at cornishsoccer.info. And shall we just hear from Arthur one more time? Yeah, it's here from Arthur, mate. That's if he's still here, is he? Oh, yeah, here he comes. <laughs> Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. So, that's it, Rappo. We're out of time. Another packed yeah. episode, and it's done and dusted, as they say. So, uh, yeah, good to speak to you, thanks. Do you know, See that, you, that uh, done and dusted, I just have to tell you this a moment, done and dusted. I never heard that phrase until I heard Ray Nichols say it. Yeah, yeah, Ray used to say that a lot, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, interesting. Yeah. Good old Ray. So, uh, yeah, can almost hear him saying it now, mate. <laughs>
Yeah, bless you. Right. Well, so great man, great bloke, Ray, wasn't he, mate? Yeah, yeah, another great footballer and manager that um Yeah, well, yeah. you know, he's in history books. Um who's gonna be making history yeah. this season? Um, for me, for me, Dukes, um I think Alston mate will put it right. I think they'll put the wrongs from last season right, mate. I think Maths will will uh, win that league, mate, by Ucker, by Crook, I think, mate. <laughs> and I think there'll be a few challenges, but fancy Alston. Um, I don't really know about the rest of the leagues, mate. I don't, I'm not overly confident about... I don't know, mate. I'll, I'll have a look at that. Well, I'll get back to you. Get yeah. back to you on that one. We'll study them and, yeah. in due course, talk a bit more about them. But for the moment, yeah. it's goodbye from me and uh, I'll say it every week. Stay safe yeah. and stay alert. And um, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers, Diggs. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Cornish Walker Podcast. Podcast.